0: What's up, everyone? This is Chris from Real Film Reviewed. My favorite holiday film is Jingle All the Way. It stars one of my favorite people, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and also covers one of my most favorite topics, which is when you just have that one thing that you want more than anything in the world. And it's told from the dad's perspective, as opposed to from the kid's perspective, like a Christmas story. So really enjoyed Jingle All The Way.
1: Brilliant. That's great. As soon as you said Christmas story, I thought exactly the same thing. I thought it's a Christmas story from the parents' point of view.
0: Exactly. That's always what I thought. (laughs)
1: It's it's the dad going out to get the BB gun.
0: Right. Exactly. (laughs) And like he goes through so much and being a, being a parent now and having a young son and knowing that I want to give him, I, I know how I was and how serious I took the thing. Oh, I had what he wanted, but he's only two. So he wants everything right now, <laughs> but um, going through the whole, like, Oh, they're sold out everywhere. And then you try and do these impossible things to get it. Like I would really do that. I would really probably, like if I heard a radio station had it, I would probably just drive down there and like, Hey, I'm here. I have the answer. <laughs> <laughs> so it was just funny and uh there's a lot of great people in that film too um, what's his name that's in it that of course i'm drawing a blank that had passed away but he's in that too um hartman uh can't remember his name yeah totally yeah. drawing a blank on him Me too. but yeah it was he was good in that too
1: How is everything, Rob? Are you, have you got over the um, the, the uh, oh, nervousness from chatting with Armin?
2: Uh, yeah, no problem, man. It was, uh, was pretty. Initially, it was a little
1: awkward, but a, I think we got our mojo going right. after that. Right. Hopefully, you'll be able to get. Um, hopefully, you'll be able to get Joe's favorite coming coming on soon. I know it's Say again, Rob. I know
2: what you're trying for
1: it. Oh, excellent. I'm I'm open for that. Ray Art rundown is still showing muted on the microphone.
3: Yeah, sorry, we're just uh, I'm working on Something right here to make sure everything comes through clear. Can you hear me good?
1: I can. Can you hear me okay?
3: Yeah. Good.
1: How's everybody doing? Is everybody ready for the Christmas uh, hustle bustle?
3: Not at all. (laughs) In In fact, we're actually already over it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> right,
3: we're, we're kind of past it.
1: <laughs> That's good. No, no chance of you losing the Christmas ham like in um, uh, or oh, Christmas with the cranks, then.
3: No, yeah, I mean not, nothing like that. But uh, I mean, it's just uh, we. Uh, I work my regular day job is with retail, and my brother is a bartender at night. So between the two of us, people spend their money and then go out and get drunk and get angry they spent their money so we have to deal with both sides of their anger so it's fun
2: yeah it sounds great
1: <laughs> yeah you, you you get you get everybody all of the um the late comers for Christmas both of you
3: yeah yeah we get we get the best of both worlds essentially
1: right I don't know what's going on with my uh, camera because i've still got a black screen i've got no idea why the previous show perfect not a problem. This one, nothing at all, and I've even put on a Christmas T-shirt as well. Shame. What's up? There we go. You'll now see on Instagram. There. There you go. That's what I am wearing. Is it because I've still got Zancaster running in the background on some on some other thing that I've not closed the file, the thing for? Is that interrupting the zoom?
3: Does Zancaster Zancaster use um, your camera at all?
1: it did yep yep well i don't need the pictures do yeah, I, from, I don't it's need the still, pictures from it's this.
3: probably still utilizing it so it won't allow zoom to do it can't use it on both
1: right uh but when i sign into Zencaster again i should hopefully be able to get the video footage from that not that i use it i just get like screen grabs of it of shows mm-hmm. right let's try this then so if i stop video and then try again And there we go there you go there you go christmas
4: there you go
1: there you go and for the previous show i had the um, deep space nine t-shirt on rob nice surprisingly which is a really cool it's like the deep space nine and then all the sections explained where everything is on there okay so, um, Rob does the, have you
3: been, have you been watching that?
1: Uh... Go on.
3: No, go ahead. Just to say for when it comes to Star Trek, have you been watching that new one on, uh, what is it on Voyager? I think or something.
1: Hmm. That's a sore subject in the UK discovery. discovery. Yes.
3: Oh yeah. That's it.
1: Yep. It's a sore subject in the UK.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen it. So
1: we have to pay for it now separately.
3: We can't get it over there for you.
1: No, we have to pay equal to, I think it would be equal to about $5 per episode. On Amazon Yikes. Plus. I mean, on Amazon Prime.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: So as much as I'm a Star Trek lover, I'm not going to pay $5 per episode.
3: Right, right, right.
1: So which one of the two Ray Hart brothers have I got?
3: Oh, uh, surprisingly, I'm Bob, actually, because my brother, Adam, is unfortunately not able to make it. Okay. so I was I messaged him today and he and he was first available. And then, of course, like any like the bar life goes, somebody calls out and now you're screwed. So he had to go. (laughs) Otherwise, he'd have been here.
1: Absolutely. How's work going for you, Rob?
2: It
3: was uh,
1: help? Oh, uh, you're
2: about
3: uh, your to do too. Yeah, that's why. Well, I'll just say I'll go by Ray Hart. That'll work. for That'll work. So there's no confusion uh, for oh. me. Like I said earlier, it's just chaos. But I work uh, like, like I said, my regular job is for retail um, and it's it's the Christmas season. So it's just because hey, nice. and we're in and we're in Florida. So everybody from up north came here because they don't want to deal with snow. So here we are. Now we're dealing with all of their anger
1: issues. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> and Rob, keeping up with the Kardashians.
2: My uh work today was hell on Earth, so I may have to leave a little early to deal with some work stuff.
1: Okay. And we're waiting on Joe to join us from, from the show as well. Yeah, he's slow. <laughs> slow Joe. I like it. I'm still waiting for Joe to carry on and do another episode of that program he does with his dad.
2: You'll have to ask him about that.
1: I will. I will. Some politics there. Right. OK. So I better turn the page and go to the next episode, have not I? <laughs> Multi-booking shows. Even more pictures on it now as well.
3: All kinds of notes.
1: All kinds. Yep. Yep. My artistry knows no uh, beginning. (laughs) So while we're waiting for Joe to join us let's everybody introduce each other well I've already done that haven't I so we've got uh, Rob from keeping up with the Cardassians, which is a which is the Paramount uh, podcast to go to for all of your Star Trek Deep Space 9 fix which is the I'm going to get some um, what's it back on this some uh, feedback on this I know but The second best Star Trek series. (laughs) It's very close.
2: (laughs) I love cocaine too. I I see you're on it right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And we've got uh, Bob Ray Hart from the Ray Hart Rundown. Yeah. The uh, the comedy show to go to if you don't want to listen if you've uh, run out of episodes of Bad Counsel to listen to.
3: Yeah, well, be that as be that as it may, we're also uh, I have to clarify that we are not safe to listen to at work. Even though, even though, Last FM deemed us as one of the top twenty podcasts to listen to at work. Really? Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. It's That's like saying that keeping up with the Cardassians is safe to listen to at work when uh, when Rob and Joe put in the occasional F-bomb, should we say.
2: Sometimes we get excited. Yes.
1: And Nick's just not quick enough with the soundboard to be able to put the beeping in time.
2: Yeah, he's special ed over there, man.
1: It's very special.
3: We we don't even try.
2: No. I don't think we really... I think ours is eye candy. That's all. And we laid on purpose. Like
3: for, for us, it's just a matter of like, we look for the awkward and weird conversations to talk about. I respect that. So like we'll dig into a Florida man story and find out the details of what happened. I'm sure you've heard those, those stories from Florida man. yeah. Yeah. So we do, we do that type of thing and we play, uh, one of our biggest things we do is the shame of life. The card game is shame of life uh, where it's all about weird conversations and questions and stuff you wouldn't ask on a normal basis. So okay. yeah, we pushed the envelope for sure. We've been suspended in three countries now. Really? Yeah. Well, wow. Wow. I've been kicked out of Canada. see, there you go. Same thing. Yeah. There we three go. years got banned from them. And they're supposed to be the nicest. They're dickheads.
2: Don't let them fool you.
3: (laughs) It's an illusion.
2: Yeah. Canadians love Canadians.
3: And maple syrup, so yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, not all bad, then. Maple syrup on, you know, pancakes. Oh, syrup's great.
3: Mm. Yeah, it's the people pouring it that are the problem, clearly.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs)
3: I'm so Martin, just so you know though, i'm just gonna clarify i'm gonna do my i'm gonna do my best to keep it clean for your show i'm not gonna go off the rails i don't know i don't know how far you go i know for us it's the wild west we don't care you've seen i'm sure you've seen the the, the names and titles of our of our episodes so again I have, and i've listened we don't pull any punches
1: i've listened so i know what to expect yeah okay uh, I'll just I'll just put a blanket to uh, expletive on the on the episode yeah, just, just right it. across my face. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it'll just have that on the episode when it comes out next week. It's fine. Not a problem.
2: It, man. That's the way I look at it.
1: Oh, yeah. Fuck it.
3: No, well, nice. see, that's, that's the beauty of these podcasts is that right now it, there's nothing regulated.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: There's no there's no standard, there's no regulation really. There's it is essentially the wild west. Anyone can do it. And you mm. can yep. well, yes. Hello.
1: Hello, <laughs> England. Hello. <laughs> <Roof>. <laughs> uh but
3: uh yeah, so again and, and space. I think it's, the be, it's the best time. Say again?
1: Outer space where Rob is.
3: Yeah, it's like, yeah.
1: <laughs> Yep, because he's on Deep Space Nine. But that, that, that's one of the good things about podcasting, though, isn't it? I mean, especially nowadays, that and the fact that you, there's no competing against each other for the most part. Everybody's sort of like helping each other out. It's a bit like um, I like the idea that they're doing on Keeping Up With The Kardashians. They've actually done the swap, swap over, haven't you? So I think, are you doing a muck podcast and they're doing an episode of yours? Is it, Rob?
2: We're going to do something like that. We're on a small network that kind of supports each other. And uh, we're going to pull names out of a hat, and we're going to have to do that show.
1: It's, it's, it's sort of like, I mean, I do think of as a, as a one-off um, doing pods like us. I might do some extra episodes where any podcaster who's thought of any alternative podcast that they'd like to do, they could do it as a one-off. And it could be like an alternative edition of Pods Like Us, where I just sort of like introduce them and then and then they go off and do their own thing, whatever their alternative idea for a podcast would be. There's a lot of podcasts. <laughs> a lot of podcasters have said that they've thought about doing it before, but never actually went with their first idea and went with something else that they came up with later as an alternative.
3: Yeah, when we even when we started doing the Ray Hart Rundown, The idea was, is because of our background in the film industry and everything was to have the behind the scenes and and how we can get the stories and the scoops ahead was to try to oh give everybody that one up or that advantage to things coming or or new film that this or that. But there was so much of a saturation of podcasts out there that do film and that do movie reviews and that type of thing that we were just going to get lost in the mix so turning to uh, some of our friends in the comedy and stand-up comedy and things like that and saying like, you know, what, what do you guys think? What do you, you know, just asking for opinions. And the biggest thing was just go there and do whatever you want. I like because it. as soon as you come out as a do whatever you want podcast, you're going to get noticed. Yeah. So that's why we went strictly with like, okay, let's just change it up. We're going to be not safe for work. We're going to be, not, we're not going to censor our language, we're going to, you know, acquire uh, better music and m- more sound effects and just go nuts and go crazy with it, uh, to the point where now it's, you know, we've kind of, we've blown up as much as we possibly can, um, I think audio wise, for what we wanted to accomplish. I think now we're going to push and go towards uh, 2022 is YouTube. So that's our
1: plan. I I loved that episode where you um, sort of did a dive on the Grinch. I thought that was fantastic.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I, sometimes I'll sit down, especially for the holiday episodes, I'll sit down and I'll go, okay, I need to like make phone calls and, and talk to friends and dig in and and do an episode where I just go full fledged, like, let's find out everything we can. So we did it for the Grinch. I did it for our, our last year's, Not this past one, but the one before last year's Halloween episode. We went nuts for all of the behind the scenes stuff we could find for Halloween movies. And then uh, even we did last year, we did Christmas Vacation, where we were able to find unique uh, points and uh, scenes that were lost and that type of thing to talk about on the show.
1: Well, that one, that film, that's that's actually one of our favorites. I mean, you know. I'm not going to actually list my favourites because I did that. (laughs) I'm copying an idea I used last year. Um, I did my top five last year for Christmas, uh, but that was in there, uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. And an irritation with that is that we actually bought the DVD for that back when you couldn't, when Blu-rays weren't available back then. And the DVD that you buy in this this country, they've actually taken the bad language out, which is like what the hell or yeah yeah what the fuck you know but you know sort of so but online streaming we can find it streaming and watch it with the language you went quiet
2: yeah you went quiet martin
1: did i am i here can you make yeah yep but so the language is missing on the version on dvd but if we stream it we can watch it And it's got the language in there so what's that all about Uh,
3: in the past it was about your rating system that they had for dvds yeah like the mpaa rating systems or whatever and you could actually purchase different versions of movies at one point where they were censored or or as seen on tv so to speak versions of the movies Uh, going forward. Now, I think they've done away with all of that, though. I think now it's just kind of, again, Wild West, do whatever they want just to make it happen. And it's funny that they do it for that film because a lot of the gags and a lot of the jokes rely, unfortunately, on some of the one liners and some of the off colored, you know, the uh, the jokes or, or language in order to make the joke work. In fact, a lot of times if I see Christmas Vacation playing on television, I'll just not watch it because I'd rather watch it with all of the actual language in it.
5: Yep. yep. So, Martin, when they, when they sell the DVD, are they selling it with, like, the TV version where they alt- they put in, like, alternative swear words, like fudge or whatever? Yep. Or are they selling it without, or are they selling, like,
1: an edited version of it? That, that's what they're selling is the version with the fudge in there and the frickings and all that in there instead. But, I mean, luckily, they still got the shit as full.
5: well that's hey that's that's canon you can't take out canon no you can't take out canon
3: the other thing you the only thing other thing i say that is is to check is that in the digital world when dvds were all first coming out before blu-ray before hd all of that uh they had multiple audio channels built into the dvds so you may be able to go into your the menu of your dvd player or even in the menu of the, the film itself and see if there's like a secondary audio channel That'll play like an uncensored audio channel because sometimes they'll do that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Right, James. I'm with the, this. Uh, Without looking at it, I couldn't.
3: tell hide you.
1: In,
5: They hide it in there like an Easter egg.
3: Yeah, or yeah, like how they can, and until yeah. you click it, it's that type of sanction. They scenario. should go back
5: to uh, like cheat codes, like <laughs> on your on your you remote, like on your remote control in. or whatever.
3: Yeah, like down, up, down, up, up, up,
5: down, left, right. Yeah. <laughs> pause play start X, I like that idea. Let's X just do that. X0
1: triangle X yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean some of us still use like PlayStation controllers or Xbox controllers. Could, I mean, it still works.
1: Absolutely. So, I actually now that you're here, Joe, I I'll, I'll, I'll ask you, should I ask Joe about the other show that he makes with his with his dad? Yeah. I'll, yeah. The other the
5: Keeping up with the Cardassians, or do you already talk with Rob about that? I'm old news. No, you're oh. always you're always uh, breaking news, breaking hearts news. Yes. Yeah, and breaking uh, the F-ball no. news. So Rob, Rob, and I do with Nick, who isn't here because he never does anything fun. Because he's a bitch. Uh, yeah, he never he doesn't do it if it's if it's even remotely fun. I, I think he has like an allergic reaction. Um. But we do Keeping Up with the Cardassians, the Star Trek podcast. And then um, on the side, over the summer, I started doing um, a podcast with my dad that has since been on hiatus. Because I think the material was a bit intense for him. But um, it's called Father Bless This Podcast. And it's essentially a, him kind of telling his own life stories. And us kind of, kind of chit-chatting back and forth about him growing up. And what that was like. Because uh, he kind of has a unique story. But I think I, so. I, yeah, he, he he definitely does. And um, I'm going to look to pick that back up in the new year. Uh, we're going to kind of tone down a little bit the intensity. Uh, the emotional intensity with which the episodes are. Because they for the first five, they were pretty intense. Especially for him. Um, and I think... I think he burned out pretty quick. Yeah. Uh but if I can make it more engaging, more fun, maybe the um the opening up won't be as um anxiety inducing for him. Well, well, just out of t- curiosity I, and
3: I haven't heard the I haven't heard it yet, the podcast. I'm definitely check it out, but just out of curiosity was the tone of it very serious right from the jump?
5: Um, a a little bit. I mean, it's not a, it's not necessarily a serious podcast. Like we're not, I'm not licensed. Uh, I'm not a licensed therapist or anything like that. He's certainly not. Um, it's just a father and son kind of talking. And he, my dad always said he wants to tell stories. He wants to tell the stories of his life is if you ever meet him, he just, he's a storyteller. He's you name something, a car, um, a show, anything. He has a story like that off just off the top of his head. And he always wanted to write a book, but if you know, my dad, he, he can barely read or write and I'm not joking. (laughs) Right. So writing a book is a no go for him. So I'm like, Hey, what about podcasting? Would you like to do a podcast? You can tell the stories in your own voice and it's kind of like an audio book. Um, That way the stories are, you know, kind of preserved for our next generation, for my kids, for his grandkids, you know, people down the line. Um, So it started off in a, with a more serious tone, but there's also, you know, jokes and there's funny stories and there's things like that. There's, you know, cars that he had and people he met and stuff like that. So it's not all just like really serious, but there were some things that were a bit deeper underneath this calloused surface that he's kind of built up over the course of decades that I think he wasn't really ready to kind of open up and it, I think it scared him a little bit.
3: I mean, that's understandable when you're telling your own story, when you start to, when you hear it played out loud, or you have to go into more detail for, uh, especially for storytelling, or uh, I can only relate, I can only relate it to like screen script writing when we, when we sit to to write those, but the, the fact you have to do details, if you're putting a true story together, if you're putting your own story together, there's a lot of times even even for myself of from writing uh, something it's like oh I have to take I'm going to have to I need to pause I need to take a minute here and like reiterate you know is this something I can deal with right now is this something I'm in the right headspace for so I could totally I mean I could totally relate and understand why he would be like hey let's let's take a break you know
1: yeah I mean, you you so, could you could mix it up by having other family members possibly take part and make it a bit a bit lighter occasionally maybe yeah
5: there's th- listen uh it's not all my dad a lot okay. of it is me and this was a pa- like a project of mine that i was kind of passionate about so um especially out of the, out of the gate i was a bit controlling with what narrative i want what i want to do with everything right yeah. um but during the hiatus, I've kind of taken a step back and kind of, and looked at, like, what do I really want it to be? Do I want it to be something that's fun for him? I want it to be something where maybe, you know, a, a friend of his that's still alive that are in some of these stories could be on the, and, and talk about this certain period of time, right? So there's certainly things that can be um, adjusted and ways we can turn it into something that's, Way more enjoyable than it is uh, looked at because I think he looked at it as like a a therapy session, and maybe maybe one. And you know, it was it was once a week. We were doing once a week, and I think for him that might have been too much. Maybe it's once every other week or once a month. Um, so you know all these things can be adjusted and and re reevaluated
1: but then again right. we all, we all do that we all do that with our podcast anyway you know in, in one way or another you know we are yeah. not the podcast that we started off as i mean keeping up with the kardashians is not the podcast that it started off as and the ray art rundown as we've explained that's that's changed over time this has changed over time and and we all evolve into what we will eventually become we start with a basic idea and then that idea gets sort of like shaped as we go along
3: has there been ever, and i just out of curiosity. I know I know we're going to talk about the Christmas stuff, but just out of yep. curiosity, since I, I, this is one of the first times we, the Reha Rundown, has actually been involved with any directly video with any other podcast. So I'm just curious. As podcasters, has there ever been an episode, or maybe even an unreleased episode, where you've been like, yeah, no, I'm not putting that out, or completely not going to touch it, or I'm just, or or maybe put it out and pulled it down. Has there ever been an episode you regretted, Rob? No, not for me. I mean,
2: we're we're, uh, we're we're pretty silly, so we don't get serious very often. Um, well, uh, Nick sometimes worries that we get too silly, but I think Joe and I are okay with going a little awol. Uh, but I, not not that I've done, not that we've done, no. No,
1: I've, yeah, not, I, done, I, I've I, not done one like that either yet. But sorry, Joe. Go on.
3: How about Martin,
1: you anything? No, I've 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 put everything out so far. Um I, you know, I just if there's anything that I'm ever um questionable of or I think, oh, that wasn't too good, I'll just edit it out of the show, you know, that's what an edit's for. Right. So far.
5: Yeah, as far as Cardassians is concerned, we one, we don't edit. <laughs> so we are like it's like live wire, no net. We just go. Mm-hmm. Um I think that keeps us kind of crisp in a way,
3: <laughs> knowing
5: knowing that like, there, I mean, but there's a little bit of pressure on it. Like you can't. Do you,
3: you think? Can't it have keeps too much. You, but do you it think keep, it keeps doing you your best behavior? Uh,
5: if if you if you're if you're a listener, you know that that for me, that's no. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna be me uh, almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there was a little a little pullback the curtain a little bit there was at the end of season four after we recorded I think the last episode of season four our season four we kind of met and we're like uh, Nick said that maybe we were a bit too did he say risque was that what he was say something around that um, yeah and you know I said okay I can, I can take a step back and and I, I, I'm not too proud to be like, no, I don't, everything I do is gold. No, it's, it's fine. I can look at myself and say, all right, if I'm, I can take it, pull it back a little bit. Um, but that episode came out every, every episode we've ever recorded has come out. Um, the podcast with my dad, there is one in the can that I haven't edited yet. Episode six is there. Um, but to your point earlier about um, it being heavy and emotional and like serious, that was a really uh, that was a really personal, serious day, and there were some like family and personal events that happened in between the recording of these two parts of it uh, that the, it kind of soured the whole thing, and I just haven't gone back to edit it. So I have a whole, whole episode um in the can ready to be pieced together uh but it's just i haven't i haven't uh gathered up the courage to go back and and take a listen to sit down yeah so i don't know maybe maybe one day that'll come out but um
2: i'll edit it for you (laughs) yeah (laughs) give it to me let me have it
5: see that's see that's a podcast i have to do a lot of editing because Oh, it's 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 just so much different. I mean, the three of us are pretty good about um, you know, always being on mic, always kinda keeping the conversation flowing. With my dad, there's a lot of dead dead air, there's a lot of ums. He's older, so he's it takes him a minute to kind of right. grab, you know, the words he's trying to say or what a you know, maybe a detail here or there. So I mean but that's all I yeah. have. I mean, that's the only thing that hasn't come out, I think, between the our two podcasts.
1: Keeping up with the Cardassians, much like like yourselves with the Ray Hart rundown. I mean, you you guys are never slow with a response and something to say.
2: You're smart asses, just you could yeah. say
1: yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah,
3: I agree. Yep, yeah. or yeah. assholes, <laughs> or both. <Enough. laughs> yeah. And uh, but it's just it's just a matter of like, I think it's for us. It's a matter of. Especially, well, for me, when I'm sitting here in the studio with my brother, uh, it's I'm whenever he is saying or whatever story he's telling, I am usually gearing up like a joke or a one liner or something that's going to get ready to fire off after something he said or I'm getting ready for the next segment myself. So even though we're having a conversation honestly there's a good six out of ten maybe even eight out of ten times that i'm not even listening to him
5: <laughs> Sounds <laughs> honestly, like <Nick>. honestly
3: <laughs> just because i i get like just like you said martin i want to keep the show faster paced i want to keep it going and keep it moving and keep it rolling but that's just i mean that's just how we operate
1: Well, you you just mentioned Nick. With uh, we're keeping up with the Cardassians. I sometimes wonder if Nick's watched the same episode of Deep Space Nine as you two. (laughs)
2: You're right, because he sucks.
1: Yeah, some of the things that he
5: says, Nick, you suck. (laughs) I mean, there are times when I'm looking, like I'm looking right at him talking, Mm -hmm. and he's looking at his computer screen, and he goes, uh "Huh." Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's
2: wishing he wasn't and, I, and I'm
5: like, I'm like, oh my god, he's he is somewhere in a land far, far away. Yep. Yeah, I,
3: can, I mean, I can, I can, I can relate to that. It's, um, I tend to be the, and if you've heard, and Martin knows he's heard us, but I tend to be the one that kind of drives the podcast, or or t- and takes the. There's always somebody who takes the, essentially takes the wheel, yep. and just goes. While the other person kind of has to ride along with it. So there's very seldom, very hardly any times where I'll hand the wheel or the keys off to him to let it go, just because, and I don't know if it's just because I'm a perfectionist or I like anal about my show, but the it's just a matter of wanting to keep up, like it's, like we said, wanting to keep up that fast pace and wanting to keep, you know, constant motion, constant jokes, constant one-liners coming and going. But I mean, again, it's 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 always I'm always interested to hear other podcasters and how how they do theirs and how they react to certain things. Like I for a while, for a while, when we first started, the, the ums uh, um um, um, um uh, every five seconds 100%. were annoying. And I and I edited them because I didn't. Well, eh. But now I'm just like, uh, no, I'm keeping it. I like it. We're doing it. Yep. So I just leave them. Yep. I don't even oh. bother. I, it's found, real. Like you yeah. said, like you said earlier, it's
1: real. I found that I do a lot less editing now myself compared to when I first started, because I was doing exactly the same thing, you know? So, but then as you do it more often, you you realize that it's natural for you to do that in conversation. And if you're supposed to be having a conversation with somebody, a real conversation is not going to be perfect from beginning to end. If you're talking with someone for an hour, two hours that it's not going to happen in the real world, yeah. and you just have to realize that. And it it is something that you you get used to eventually. You actually do less of that self edit, do less editing of these things.
3: Yeah, and one more thing, just because I'm curious again, for audio editing, do you all use Audacity? Is this what everybody's using?
2: No, we mostly use GarageBand.
3: Okay.
5: I use um. I've used Reaper for, uh, for yep, the Reaper. I've used Reaper for the show with my father, and we. What little editing we do for Cardassians is done in GarageBand. because I mean we've we've done like segments right. So we've inter- had interviews. We need to uh, record pre and post segments for, and we just edit all that in, in GarageBand. But that's mostly just kind of stitching it together. Don't, you, we don't edit any uh, dead air. We don't edit any ums or anything. No.
1: I've I've used Audacity and then I've used I've used Reaper before as well. Um, I've not used GarageBand because I've only got GarageBand on my phone. I haven't got I haven't got an iPad yet. Otherwise, I would do. I mean, I'd love to do do shows on, on an iPad. I mean, that would be wow. I could do that in a break at work. It would work. It would. You, you can absolutely do that. Although Gil from the Mind Buzz would tell you that we did do a pickup once while I was in the, was in a work van and I just shut the engine off and because um, I do uh, my job is security. I do uh, mobile alarm response, and so there was a humorous situation where we hadn't quite got everything with this show with uh, Gil from the Mind Buzz. And I suddenly called him when I had 10 minutes at work or so. And I said, I'm available now, but the sound quality is terrible because then you go from a microphone like this to your phone. And suddenly it's oh, yeah. like, you know, you, you, sort of, you can tell no matter what editing you do. If you go from a microphone suddenly to a recording on your telephone, you're going to see the difference. And unfortunately, while I was talking to... Gil, at work somebody actually rang me to check up on me (laughs) and the phone call is actually i've got a recording of the phone call actually in the in the post show that i put up as well as a bit of a joke as an in joke between me and Gil, because we thought it was hilarious that i got this call halfway through our chat did you leave it in the show I did. I put it in the post yeah, show. I put the che- I put the check call at the end after the music, yeah, as an outtake. Like a Marvel post credits.
3: Yeah. Secret <laughs> Sixteen.
1: Absolutely. Doctor Strange isn't in that post credit though. <laughs> here's Martin. Here's Martin getting shawarma. That's right. And here's Martin bringing in.
2: This we're just going to all eat shawarma.
1: Here's Martin bringing in Amanda from the SIPLIST pod.
3: Oh, we got somebody else
1: coming in. We have.
4: Morning.
1: Hello, Amanda. you okay? Hello. Hello. Yes, i sorry
6: to just pop in. I just thought I'd pop in and say hi if you
1: guys are still talking. We are. We're still talking. We're about to get seriously into it, actually, because we've just been catching up and just talking about anything. Really at the moment and I love that shirt. Yep. Thank you. There you go. Yeah, I I wore it today and Louise said to me, she says, Can I have the exactly the same shirt? So I've got to go out tomorrow and buy her one as well.
6: You should. That's adorable. My (laughs) husband will not do
4: that. (laughs)
1: No. (laughs) I'll do that. So uh going to the, the whatever we can say of this list that I've put together. So uh, film and television podcast, there's a lot of them. Why Why do you think it's such a big thing, you know, and why there's so much um, scope for different types of podcast about films and television shows? Uh, Manda,
6: I think because it's so interesting and it's so versatile. It does kind of seem like we have a lot of them, but they're all kind of different. I mean, everybody has a movie series or TV series or something that they're just like super obsessed with. And I think podcasting picked up a lot over COVID, too. I know that's when I started.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Ray, what do you think?
3: Um, Well, I I think the, the biggest thing is, is that when it comes to movies or or people's opinions, there's like you said, there's a lot of them. So. Uh, I think it's very easily for someone to say, Oh, I, I didn't like this movie and here's why. And, or I did like this movie and here's why everyone else should, you know, or something to that effect. But it's, I, and I think that just causes people again, because of the ease of being able to just do this. Hi, And now everybody can hear you all across the world. It's, it allows everybody and anybody to do a podcast, which is great. But in the same token, it, it if, the easiest thing to, for anyone to talk about is going to be something that they love and or hated. And movies is, I think by default, something we've all seen and other people can jump in on.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But also you've got the thing Very that true. I was going to say that the, 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 another thing is that you've got the difference where each show has different hosts. So they have their own individual personalities, which I think makes is one of the things that makes each show different to each other. You know, if, if you don't like a certain podcast about film or about television, you'll find another one where you might actually like those people. So I, th- I think it's the uh how those people's personalities are as well that makes those shows what they are.
2: I would agree with that. It's, it's, it's like TV, yeah. you know, there are seven hundred fifty thousand Star Trek podcasts out there, and, and yeah, we have one that does that in pop culture. But it, it's like the television shows themselves; they all have their own personality, and you draw to one that you like. Uh There's tons of true crime out there. There's tons of comedy, and so you you find the personality like and you cling to it. I
1: mean, I mean, your show, particularly you know, keeping up with the Cardassians, The interesting thing is the fact that you have Joe, where Joe had n- virtually no knowledge whatsoever of Star Trek before starting the show. So you've got that, uh, dare I say, newbie opinion of, we of a show Virgin. that's been out there. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Star Trek virgins opinion uh, on Virgin. what he's watching. <laughs>
6: yeah. I imagine all the Trekkies are virgins in my hey. mind.
1: Hey,
5: that's <laughs> derogatory. We won't stand for that. That's
4: nasty.
6: Okay, I apologize. Ew. I take it no, back, we're, I guess. No,
1: we're, 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 we're kidding.
6: I've never had sex with one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not that you know of.
6: Don't go back. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think I agree with Martin about um, on a couple things. One, especially about me um, having a unique perspective because Star Trek has such a rich history and such a passionate fan base that you are very, very hard pressed to find somebody who at this stage in life hasn't seen any Star Trek and is willing to watch it for the first time and give their opinion. Um, Because with any fan base that has this many passionate people, um, new opinions aren't welcome very uh, easily.
3: Not unless they align. Right.
5: And, and, and I don't know, I, I, in, in, in as much as I don't know anything about the show, Star Trek, I didn't really know about anything uh, having to do with the fan base either. So I don't know where my opinions are supposed to align. So like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, all I'm doing is watching these shows and then saying exactly what I think of the shows. Uh, there's no better case in point than I'm sorry, Rob, uh, the episode "The Visitor," which is considered one of the greatest, if not the greatest, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine episode of all time.
3: I think Rob just left. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> and I just, it did, it, it didn't land the way that I think Rob wanted it to land for me, or that the fan base wanted it. But I'm just giving my honest opinion. Um, And the other thing is with Star Trek, especially, that there is, uh, there are so many different perspectives that within this fan base that, um, you know, somebody from a different cultural or racial background or um, socioeconomic background, everybody is different watching this show and because of everybody's different background stories um, certain things about the show hit them differently or land differently with them or affect them emotionally differently than it would the next person or somebody who's uh, has a has a completely different and wholly unique background and um, I think that's you know everybody has a different background, but I think it re- Star Trek rewards diversity more than I think any other, um, any other fan base of any big television or film uh, entity that I know of, that I that I'm aware of.
3: I, I'm gonna say this. All I'm gonna say is this. <clears throat> just to, be, to to tail off of what you just said, is I think Star Trek, Star Wars. And Marvel have the most dedicated and loyal fan base.
4: For so,
3: real. I, I think I, even though you could say, yeah, Star Trek fans, and I think that the, the the deal is is that Star Trek fans have been going for a long time, just like the Star Wars fans, and I think the Marvel fans are the Marvel comic fans are different than the Marvel movie fans. Oh yeah. So I think when those two are are, when they get aligned and they come together and agree on shit, then we're all screwed. But when taking over the world, yeah, when that happens, they're already uh, trying. (laughs) But I agree. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the I think the crazy part is is the loyalty to again to Star Trek to Star Wars, and 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 you can go to any comic convention and not say a word, Joe, and probably hear sixty five different opinions. Of the same thing, <laughs> yeah. you know? Kirk versus Picard. Who do you, you know, that type of thing. So, Kirk. okay. So sure. I
6: am very late to this conversation. <laughs> Obviously, I'm very late to this conversation. I have never watched Star Trek. Ever.
3: Oh, here we go. oh me either. Oh, Amanda, now who's the virgin?
6: Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only when it comes to Star Trek, trust me. <laughs> oh, God. I think I saw some episodes as a little kid with my grandma, but I just never like got into it and I never watched the movies. And not because I think it's stupid, I just never had the desire to, I guess. I get that.
1: F- future guest potential. I, was, I might be
6: willing to give it a try.
5: <laughs> to me, to me, it was always overwhelming and daunting. Like I, what I'm I'm gonna get into Star Trek at this point. There's, you know, eight hundred and whatever odd number of episodes of television. There's, you know... What, yeah, almost you feel a, late to the game? Yeah, almost, there's almost a dozen movies. movies. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's an animated... There's all sorts of stuff. There's books. There's all sorts. This, this universe, this Star Trek fan base, this Star Trek universe has been built up way before my time, and I feel like I'm alone. so late to the party that I'm just better off finding something that uh, is a little less daunting to get into. Um, but having jumped in with the podcast, I found out that it's not, as, it's not that scary. No.
1: But then you've picked one that's not, that's quite... Um, because of the, the format of that show, specifically Deep Space Nine, there's almost an insular, insular uh, feel to it where the fact that because it's based where it is, it's easier to get into in a sense because with the other shows like the The, the Next Generation... And the Voyager, they've got links here, there and everywhere because, you know, they're a spaceship and they're out in space. And I think I said to, to you guys when when you were on my show before that the thing about Deep Space Nine is that it's like it's like a frontier town as opposed to when, when Gene Roddenberry was saying with the original Star Trek series that he was making it wagon wagon train to the stars. So it's sort of like you're a train, you're a wagon train, you're going from one place to another, to another, to another. This series, Deep Space Nine, is set in one specific place, but that's what makes it different to all the other shows. And in a sense, it's more aligned to uh, shows these days as well because of that.
3: Do you, do you feel, and I'm kind of going off what Martin just said, so essentially with with uh, Deep Space Nine, it's, you get more... Of the interaction with the people, than you do of worried about whatever mission or whatever trek they're trying to do, right?
5: I'll I'll let Rob take this.
3: He's, I haven't seen enough episodes to, to weigh in a whole I mean, bunch, I ha- so
5: I have an opinion, but I'll let Rob take this. Oh well, First, man. No, ladies, ladies, ladies first. <laughs> <laughs> well, no.
2: go ahead, Maddie.
5: Uh, no. you know, uh,
2: uh, it definitely has more character base so you see a lot more of their characters you get to know people there's b and c characters that you get to know and they kind of you kind of get to know these people and they've grown a lot especially for 90s tv before serialized tv was a thing i mean you had er you had a couple other shows but this was kind of before this current trend of serialized and serialized and serialized so it's one of the only star trek shows actually had character development they weren't they didn't finish the same place they started
1: right You've also That's what I'm saying. Got, it yeah.
3: followed more along lines of what was going on with each of the characters in an ensemble cast yep. more than it was like, hey, what's the cast going to get into this week? You know, that type yeah. of scenario. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
5: But what's the What's the phrase? Um, is it uh, a question of the week or adventure of the week or uh, it, Rob, help me out here. There's a problem of the week or whatever. Oh, mystery of the week. Mystery of the week. Whatever. But that's to me. That's that's what um, Star Trek was prior to mm. this. Yeah. With the next next generation, and the the original series is every week there's a problem that presents itself, and they address and it sort of resolves itself all within the episode. Right. And it may or may not come up later, but it certainly isn't going to lead to any sort of larger overarching plot point. Where DS nine, I feel, is complete opposite. And, and
3: more character yeah. driven. Yeah. yeah. Well, Absolutely. yeah, it is, it is character you
5: driven st- and you, you still get these the idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah these, these plots happen over a series of episodes or even an entire season. And you do get the um the alien races here and there, and you meet certain things from the the the, the realm of Star Trek but it's very slow in introducing those things and in a way that isn't over that hasn't seemed overwhelming to me.
1: Yeah. And the the other interesting thing is as well that uh, Rob touched on it there when he was saying A B and C characters where you've got the main and ensemble characters, but the the the, the, fun, the funniest thing about it is it's the first show where you you know when you watch Star Trek or any other show that was on that's based on like a starship, and they'll say, oh, this starship, you've got 260 people on this starship. However, you only actually see seven or eight members of the main cast all of the time, and maybe occasionally you get somebody who's called, not even got a character name, and they'll just come in because they need that character to to do the captain's log or whatever. Whereas in Deep Space Nine, it's the first time where you've got B and C characters, and... There's people who, it doesn't shy away from the fact that you've got other people who live on this space station and they'll just suddenly walk past in the background as the main story is going on in the foreground. You'll suddenly see somebody who was in a previous episode that's come to stay on the ship or on the space station and they'll walk in the background. They're not even part of the scene or the need for the scene, but they are there. So it is like it's a living actual plays rather than the right. fake fakeness of normal television back then and are you bored yet
6: oh no i'm just uh, sorry I'm,
2: I'm i thought we were talking christmas my... <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, 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 way we're off supposed off
5: to be way off Ooh. track <laughs> do they celebrate christmas on ds9 is that a spoiler <laughs> i think they do that on
2: Bajor.
1: <laughs> yes they do a bajoran thing don't they instead so but stay, sticking with the Star Trek, I've put as number three is a shout out. Why on earth haven't they done a Star Trek crossover with Santa Claus Conquers the Martians?
6: That's a real thing.
1: No, 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 This is the only. This is the only time I'm
5: going to invite invite spoilers. Rob, do they address Christmas at all on this show? Uh, not on this show, no. Well, what what am I even doing here on this? Uh, if they don't. <laughs>
1: Because these okay. Christmas films that you do love. Yeah, that's true. I'm hoping. So no no no, not what am I even
5: doing here? I mean, what am I even doing on keeping up with the Cardassians? If we're they're not even celebrating Christmas. We
2: wonder that <laughs> every week.
5: Oh, I know you are. I, I I I'm there for spite. I'm there out of spite, honestly. Well, as
1: a one off you could do keeping up with the Christmas as an extra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you you, Nick and Rob can talk about Christmas.
5: Oh, We're going to do a uh, Keeping Up with the Cardassians white elephant.
6: <laughs> that could be fun.
1: So, three people? No.
5: <laughs>
1: so, yeah. like I mentioned, I, I actually picked my top five last year when I did this exact same thing last year for Christmas, and if an episode does well, why not just do the same bloody episode the following year and get other people <laughs> to it?
3: Right?
6: Exactly.
1: So, uh, why that,
6: not?
1: So, it, it is officially titled this episode Pods Like Us, Christmas Films Santa Claus for Concern. <laughs> That's a bad pun, Marv.
3: Santa Claus. I, I actually, I want to. Can I, can, I, can I weigh in? Let me, um, let me say this, though. The, one of the biggest debates, and I think topics that that we mentioned in our last episode, the episode upcoming, was what constitutes a Christmas film. Versus what's labeled as a Christmas film. Yeah.
2: Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. I, I know, know. Got... Oh, no. know, know where
6: what
3: he's
1: going.
6: It, is it time for Die Hard? Is that what we're doing? <laughs> okay, Die
3: that's a default. Team. Hold on, hold on. That's a default. I'm not touching Die Hard. but, okay. but, but I think
5: we've all accepted Die Hard as a Christmas film. I, correct. Think, the next, I think the next step is Batman
3: Returns. It's ba- Right, we, we question this. Is Batman Returns,
5: Lethal is Weapon? Die
3: Hard 2, because it's, it's listed... It's listed as a Christmas as a Christmas film, and is Gremlins a Christmas film? Gremlins is
6: absolutely a Christmas film.
3: Okay, is Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds a Christmas film?
6: Absolutely, absolutely.
3: Okay, excuse me.
5: Ryan Reynolds has never done anything that is subpar.
3: Okay, have you seen? It's
6: not Christmas if I haven't watched Just Friends.
3: I was going to say, what what about, what about Wolverine? But yeah, you get. it.
5: Hey, is Ryan Reynolds in it?
3: Yes, it's a shit yeah. show.
5: Then it's good. Then
1: it's good. Nightmare. That's it. <laughs> visually, it's That's stunning. No oh, Jason Momoa. No, there's no Jason Momoa in there. Ryan Reynolds
6: so. is visually stunning.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> So what Joe wants then is a is the next Dune film to have Jason Momoa and Ryan Reynolds. In.
3: Oh, there you go.
1: There we go. But but yeah, would you argue then that Lethal Weapon is a Christmas film because it's based around Christmas? Yeah, yeah. The Probably same le- the
3: same vein as Die Hard.
5: Yep. Oh, uh, now we're just opening the door and letting every <laughs> every DC? film in. The- yeah.
3: But every- this is what I, this is why it was questioned. This is because if that means. Does that mean that uh, Daddy's home with Will Ferrell because it was filmed because it was done around Christmas time? That's fair.
1: Yep.
3: You yep. see. So, are you opening up the the door to say that any film that's done at filmed at Christmas or around Christmas counts as a Christmas movie? Right, I think it has to be right. a
2: center theme around the movie, some way, shape, or form.
3: Like yeah, Die Hard,
2: but- there's a Christmas party. There's ho right. ho hos. There's there's a thematic thing to it. Um, so I think that has to be in that film a little
5: bit. Yeah, I, I think I agree with Rob. I don't think, I don't think it has to. Christmas has to be any sort of plot point to the film, but at least if Christmas can permeate the feel of the film, then I think you have an argument. Just being based or having scenes or a a, a portion of the film uh, based at a certain time of year doesn't constitute it's a Christmas film. Um, but There it, has to
6: be some theme of Christmas.
5: Yeah, but if if it can sort of uh, seep itself into the feel or the overall aesthetic of the film, like like uh, Batman Returns, that's that feels right. like a Tim Burton Batman Christmas film. Christmas isn't explicitly mentioned. I don't.
3: Think. It is. There's trees in the whole nine yards there. Yeah,
5: uh, I, I know, but it's not like. It's not explicitly a, what I'm saying. It's not explicitly a Christmas film. It's subtly and that, a and Christmas, that was the,
3: and that was the debate. Is that even though it's it's not brought to the forefront of like, hey, it's it's Christmas time, Batman. What now? It's not even right. that. It's just a yeah, matter yeah. of, hey, you recognize that it's Christmas time,
5: right? But you again, know? the fee- you feel it though. You feel it in the film. Like it feels right. like a holiday type of film, whereas just friends. It's I still would consider it, but it's getting more away from that feel. I think,
3: uh-huh. OK, hold on. I think if <laughs> I think if a film, I think of a film leaves Christmas. So if it leaves the Christmas time and ends the film clearly, like if Christmas comes in the film and then goes and they end it, blah, blah, blah. I think then it's up for debate on not I'm not saying like just the very end of the film, but like if more than halfway through the film they've gone out a, away from the holiday aspect of it, I think, yeah, then what's why why should it be deemed a Christmas film? Holy Unless
6: dreams. it's New Year.
3: Okay, see now you're getting into New Year's films. I don't even know. They in the movie at New Year's, I
6: think it's still Christmas.
2: <laughs> Is there a New Year's film? Are
3: there yeah, a a New Year's films? There's a couple. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah.
1: But then, but then you've also got a question about the other films that are seen uh, potentially as Christmas films, you know, where some people will see uh, Home Alone as a Christmas film, whereas I could arguably say that Home Alone, that could happen any time of the year.
2: But it happened during Christmas, mm. and the center theme was around Christmas.
6: And that's when you got left at home and yeah. all that jazz.
2: I had to put the ice down in the winter.
5: I don't think Home Alone <laughs> 1 or 2 is a Christmas film. Cool. No, definitely I'm not.
3: Definitely not three.
5: Uh, I th- I think Home Alone one and two are Home Alone three is not a Christmas film. Home Alone oh, three is a, nice. a it's three. film. It's barely a yeah. It's barely a film.
3: Home Alone three should have been aborted. It should have been. Yeah.
5: <laughs> just gone.
3: Um, okay, so one film that is I don't want to say listed as a Christmas film. Actually, there's two films that come out specifically rotate through Netflix and rotate through the uh, zeitgeist. At, during the holidays only, and that is while you were sleeping and serendipity. Yep. Whoa. What? I'm just yeah. telling you. I'm not saying I they're love- Christmas films. I'm saying that they are literally lumped in with Christmas films and holidays because they only come back around those this time of year. I, love I will Pete say I can
2: fail to right. watch or anything, but that's not a Christmas movie.
3: I, I will say, say I'm not saying and- it is. I'm just saying like it's weird because it will get it gets literally lumped in with them.
2: I think they just need more things in the rotation and they look for anything.
5: Hmm. Any any yeah. rom-com where someone's wearing a winter coat to Netflix is a Christmas film. <laughs> <song>. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I mean. Absolutely. It's brighter there now. Right, I Amanda. joined the video now. It's brighter there than last time. At my house? Yes.
6: Yeah. Oh. And we have the Christmas tree. Oh nice. Oh wait. Do we? I have my there it is.
5: <laughs> By the oh, way, this God is guess. this is a real back this is a real background. This is like So is this. This is my tree. It's a
6: nice wall. I like it.
5: Thank you. Ooh.
6: It's like whitewashed? Is it, it real brick?
1: No, it's it's uh like wallpaper. Gotcha. Very cool. But, Rob, it, Rob's it, incredibly busy because of his uh, board with all that stuff on that he's got to do.
5: Hey, I like those
1: stickers. Where where can I get one of
5: those stickers, Rob?
2: I mean, this sticker
3: right here. <laughs> I'm having a rough uh,
2: internet connection just so you guys
3: know. Well, Rob, where can I get those stickers? Just curious. Oh,
2: where'd you get that
6: wonderful cup? <laughs> <laughs> Let me guess. You guys must have a merch store. Ah, we have a sticker store. Nice. I have a sticker store. Yeah. Just keep public. <laughs> kind of yeah. lame.
1: My keyring is it? My key it ring, the pod's like, was key ring is in the door at the moment downstairs. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but, um,
3: all right, all right, Martin. What else you got for us? What other questions can we dissect?
1: Okay. Yeah, what other so, Christmas mysteries on. can we solve? <laughs> so, y- you broached it slightly. Then, so are the films that you all have to absolutely watch over Christmas? Could could you name like five Christmas films each that? that you have to watch over that period. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure.
6: More than 5.
1: Ooh. There
3: I think I,
4: five.
3: I think oh. everybody's got I mean let we could probably, there's probably a bunch that we could all agree on that National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is a must.
5: A must. I, I mean if if you if, you're you're, if you don't watch it every year, what are
3: Right. What are
5: you even doing? What are you doing?
6: doing with your life?
3: That one and I think at least at least the first home alone.
6: Yes. Yeah. And, and the I w-
5: and the second, I mean, I yeah. think this. I think one well, and two are essentially pivotal. perfect Christmas, like kid Christmas films. Um, yeah. they're they're essential viewing. Those are it's the, a Wonderful those, Life. Yes. Yep.
4: Yeah. See, I don't.
3: I, I can't.
5: I can I think. I, can't. I think I agree with you. I think I agree with you. It's more of a for me. It's more of a like every other year. It's 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 long and it's emotionally taxing. Yeah. Whereas Very. most other Christmas films are just kind of, even if they're a bit longer in the tooth, they're a bit, they're, they're more enjoyable. They're fun. They're kind of lighthearted. Whereas this one is, I mean, it is a Christmas film, but it's pretty heavy yeah. uh, right? as far as Christmas films go. So that one, I don't, I absolutely don't blame anybody if they don't do, if they don't watch it every year.
1: Well, the last group, has, yeah, I was Hi. going to say the last group chat that Amanda was on, uh Louise was my other half Louise was on with me as well as a guest uh, as well and she she was saying that with the uh, it's a wonderful life when she first watched it she didn't like it because of the whole darkness that there is in the in the story and then eventually she got used to it and she actually likes the film now <laughs> but you're right it's an incredibly serious film and last year when we were talking Christmas films I can't remember which guest it was but he said if you think about it, It's a Wonderful Life is almost an alter, a similar film or story to A Christmas Carol, Christmas Carol mm-hmm. where you've got a ghost yeah. showing you basically, you know, this is this, this and this. So it's very similar to that in a way as well. But yeah, it's an incredibly serious story just like Scrooge can be an incredibly serious story in yeah. itself as well.
5: I mean, especially as far as Christmas films go. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, the, o- the only
3: other the only other, I think, films that I, for uh, for me uh, that this time of year have to be a must, I want to say, is probably Elf with Will Ferrell.
5: Yeah, yeah, yeah Elf is a must. That was Elf, my Elf number with one. Will
3: Ferrell is is a, is a is a have to have to. So, yeah,
5: I, th- I think any any version of a Christmas Carol. I watch. To me, I think I go to the top of the mountain uh, with the Muppets Christmas Carol.
4: Yes.
5: Yeah. 100%. I think that is 100% the best uh telling of that story as far as um you know
1: source material and entertainment. Well, fantastic yeah. songs.
6: And then Scrooge. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Which one's that? Albert Finney Scrooge or a different one? No, Go I on. was saying Scrooge
6: with Bill Murray. <laughs> Bill Murray,
1: yes. Yeah. Now, yeah.
6: you only get two up in your feels. That's a good one.
1: Going
5: going Go going ahead. back. Sorry. Kind of touching back on uh, the previous topic and this topic is uh, a nightmare. A nightmare before Christmas. That's a hot topic. Yeah, because I watch uh, that's that's a almost every year viewing for me, and it Christmas time or Halloween. Yep, that's the old question. It's 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 in a league of its own, man. It's it it does. It
3: falls literally, but it's almost like hey, let's watch at Thanksgiving. Yeah,
5: you can you can watch it anytime between October first and December thirty first, and you're good. You're well, good.
1: Why, why not just watch it for both every year? I do just watch that. <laughs> do. watch that at Halloween, and then when Christmas comes, watch it, watch it at Christmas as well. Because it's one of those films you can just watch again and again. It's,
3: it's, it's, I mean, yeah, it, it's considered now. A, it wasn't it at the, when it originally started. It was not. It no. was it was panned, and it was like, oh, this is creepy. This is weird. We're yeah. not doing it right away. And I think it, it just it built a cult following after a while
4: mm-hmm.
3: to where now, uh, uh, what is it, almost 30 years later, they're finally coming around with merch for this for this movie. Yeah. So
2: at Disneyland, they ch- they changed the whole Haunted Castle for Christmas right. to that theme.
3: Wow. Yeah, They don't do it here in Florida at Disney World, but they do it. At, they do it. At the California one in Disneyland.
1: Yeah, that's cool. You've actually made me want to go there now, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 what
3: about a Christmas story? I
6: was just uh, going to say
3: that has to play on like
6: Absolutely. Yes.
3: It's basically yeah. it plays Christmas day non-stop, just leave it on in the background.
5: To yeah. me to me what's amazing about a Christmas story is I'm 39, so it takes place <laughs> before I was in existence. But it's it, it has It's such a holiday. It's such a Christmas staple that it's nostalgic to me. Like it, it's, it's the nostalgia in that movie is almost um, universal. Right. It's time. It's timeless nostalgia, right? It's not, it's just, it's just pure nostalgia.
6: Well, I mean, everybody's been a kid. Everybody's been a kid. Exactly. that That one thing they wanted so bad and You know, if you've never had that feeling, then I was talking to my husband because he hates it. And I'm like, didn't you ever have a gift that you just were dying to have and you were so happy? And he was like, Not really. And I'm like, Well, I did. And so I remember that's what it makes me think. There's
5: never been one time where he there was a one gift that he was
6: he says no. I mean, he had some cool toys and stuff, I think, but I, yeah, I don't know. I've asked him a couple of times because when Ralphie opens that BB gun, I start crying because I'm just like, how can you not feel anything in your heart when you watch that? Because you can think back, you know, for me, it was a Cabbage Patch doll. Mm-hmm. And then I just, you know, when I got one, I was like, I thought I'd never be that happy again for the rest of my life. <laughs> so.
1: Well, that goes into another watch interesting this. thing Were you? there. Yeah.
6: Was I what?
2: Were were you as happy again?
6: You know, I would say the day I got married is a very close second. No, I'm just kidding. You have
3: to say that. <laughs> Do you have you to, have to, to my
6: Giving me dirty looks.
3: <laughs> no, so is he sitting next to you? Because that's up there. He, yeah. He's
6: sitting in the other room and he's giving me the death stare.
5: <laughs> you can see. You can feel it through the walls.
6: I can. I can sort of see him. He's. He's like really. I don't know. Yeah, but I just you know the feeling of being a kid and wanting something like that and not knowing if you're going to get it. And then, you know, it's just, it's a euphoric nostalgic feeling that I think everybody can relate to.
5: I mean, the sad reality is we're all chasing that for the rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Like that, that, that one moment where this thing that we've wanted, we've based our whole existence on uh, this one thing happening and it finally happens. And you know, you're a child, so you have almost, you're not, you're almost not jaded in any sort of way so it's this pure euphoria and -hmm. the reality is for the rest of your life you're chasing that high again
6: but then as a parent you get to give that joy to your kids hopefully i know now as i watch it i'm like looking at the dad and i'm like oh you know he's kind of a jerk but then when he's watching him open it and he's all like he looks almost just as happy and i've you know i wouldn't call it the exact same feeling but it's close to be able to See that happiness in your child once you become an adult.
5: Hey, there's nothing better than giving your kids something that you know you shouldn't, and you just mm. give them the wink, like, Don't, don't, yeah. fu- don't, fuck this up.
6: Yeah. I know <laughs> mom said no, yeah, you, but it's okay. Yeah.
5: First of all, don't tell your mom. Second of all, don't mess this up because if you do, it's my ass. Yep.
6: And then, literally, five seconds later, I shut yeah. my
5: eye out. Yep. Yeah, you're like, God damn it, Ralphie. I told you, I told you this like five minutes ago.
3: No, so the, one of the beauties of that film, uh, just uh, on a serious note, one of the beauties of that film is the fact that it was filmed in in what, the 80s. I think it was filmed in the 80s, yeah. mm-hmm. but yep. it was really. made to look like it was even goes farther back to the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. And the, the, I think one of the cool parts is, is that that voiceover that the guy that does the voiceover, mm-hmm. uh, Gene Shepard, was the actual writer of the of the film. So for him to be able to put the passion behind his voice, because he knows the story, essentially, I think helped hook everybody to, to um, create this, like, I don't want to, I dare want to say, um, uh, wow, I brain fart here and just went. I
6: mean, he felt his emotions, yeah. like his excitement, yeah, or excitement or whatever.
3: Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he, he felt um, what he was saying. That's I don't know a better way to put it, but yeah, I agree with you. That, like he just gave, he knew exactly what he wanted how he wanted to portray it, and so with that, those voiceovers, you believe it's Ralphie talking
5: <laughs> in mm. this. Day,
3: you know, yeah, it's
1: it's a bit I'm, like I'm
5: I'm always very oh go ahead go ahead. I
1: was, I was going to say there's a certain magic to the. Um, uh, uh, how many of you have seen the uh, Looney Tunes version of the Grinch? You know, with, with okay. the voice with the voice of Mel Blanc. Uh, oh. do, doing that, yeah. you know, from from back from back in the 1950s. I don't think I've
6: seen that. Um, the cartoon, you mean?
1: You yes, mean the, the, the cartoon? The cartoon, the cartoon yeah. yeah. The cartoon, uh, which was made by Looney yeah. Tunes, and there's a certain I magic it. to that. The it, it, that's because it's got a certain feel to it because Dr. Seuss himself was a part was still around at that point, and he was mm-hmm. actually involved in the making of that cartoon. So I think that adds it a certain certain calibre or certain thing that the later versions don't have, although, I mean, you know, the the Jim Carrey version is fabulous and and, and I even like the the one with Benedict Cumberbatch, the animated version, but that one itself has a certain feel to it that is unique to that version of the story.
3: I, I think it falls into original charm. Mm. The first time mm. any of us saw the Grinch in its entirety or saw the Grinch character was that, yeah. Yeah. The, the that initial, initial burn. Yeah. yeah, that yeah. initial
5: burn into the brain. Is, yeah.
3: Because everything after that, the 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 Benedict Cumberbatch one, the Jim Carrey one, it's like, oh, how close does that look right. to the original? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep.
6: Well, and two, you have to remember, I mean, I don't know how old everybody is. I know, I mean, I just turned 43, so I know 39 is kind of close, but I watched that as a kid before stuff was on, you know, stuff went not on demand. So it was like, oh, they're gonna show yeah. the they're gonna show Charlie Brown on ABC this coming Tuesday at seven, and that's the only time you got to watch it. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You, one time a year. And if you, you were in front it, of that TV. And Charlie Brown is I mean, I will watch Charlie Brown Christmas. I've I've watched it four
3: times already. So We've, we've just lady. bought
1: that to watch it for the first time.
3: Is anybody is anybody heartbroken that Apple owns it? Me. Yeah, because it won't it won't show on TV. The Apple oh, bought the rights to the Peanuts.
5: I was yep. I was devastated when that when that was announced. I think it was sometime last year or yeah. 2019. Yeah. Um, they said I was, they
3: were going to show
6: it though. After all that, oh, who, nobody
5: yeah. don't don't believe Apple. They'll they'll lie well, right to your face. I own it
6: on DVD, so right right.
5: I I mean I think within a week I went and bought it on on Blu Ray or something, and I'm like mm. I ha I have to have this physically because. Oh yeah. It's uh, I, yeah. yeah it, it it is it's almost in its I, I think a Charlie I think Charlie Brown Christmas is almost right in a league of its own. I think it might be on top of everything else and as far as, as as far as essential Christmas uh viewing yeah. is. Like I think because of what's that because it can reach kids currently. And then it pulls on the nostalgia of the adults. It's weird. I think mm-hmm. it's just, it's so wide reaching, more so than I think, I think the only other movie that might come close is Home Alone. Mm
4: hmm. Mm
5: hmm. But, well, um, I love
6: that for me too.
5: Yeah. I want to, I want to go back to something yeah. I think yeah, I uh, Ray said. It. Yeah. It's Ray, right? Yeah.
3: We're going to yeah. go by Ray because I yeah. literally have the same name as Rob. So,
5: yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'll say, uh, other Rob <laughs> or Ray. I'll just say Ray. Um,
6: yeah.
5: yeah, but what you were saying about about um, a Christmas story being shot in the 80s, but feeling like it's from the 50s. Mm-hmm. I have a big it's a big hang up for me when there's uh, like a period piece, like a movie or a TV show that's trying to do something from at least a couple decades prior. Um, and it It really misses the mark, especially recently with like H trying to do like 90s and 80s stuff in HD, I it think. just it just doesn't hit right for me. But I will say that to me, the ultimate period piece is A Christmas Story, because okay. if you show that to somebody and they don't know, they wouldn't say the 80s. Agreed.
4: They
5: they would they would say Ooh. probably filmed in the 60s.
4: Yeah, yeah,
5: sometime in the 60s. I done um, that for
6: time actually. <laughs>
5: I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't yeah, know that exact, until so I was in my teens, probably.
3: And you guys, I mean, some of you probably already know this, but, uh, you know, little Ralphie has grown and he's a director now yeah. and, mm-hmm. and he plays in the movie Elf. Yep. <laughs> and he actually has There's he has another, he's in a couple of different Christmas movie type things, but usually and he
6: produces a lot. Yeah. Them.
3: Usually I was gonna say, usually he's the behind the scenes now with a lot of the stuff. But yeah, so. to me,
5: I mean, to me, to me, uh, a Christmas story is the ultimate period piece. It's the it's the number one. Uh, it's done so well that it, it's done so well that you can't tell when it was made.
6: Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
5: Yep. So With so the voiceover any- and the, everything, yeah, the, right. the costumes, the perfect. um, I mean, everything was perfect yeah. to yeah. the
6: T. It kind so, of reminds me of me. Sorry, yeah, like, I mean? with the same like, you know, it was filmed in the '80s, but you still get really like the older feel, and then especially with the narration and everything.
3: Yeah, I think that narration kind of kind of sinks the deal because it put it automatically puts the audience into a, a, a form of like, oh, this happened in the past. Mm-hmm. you see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they already oh, you're in that mindset now. Like, oh, the person talking to us is past this moment in their life.
4: So it right. immediately
3: puts you in that set of like, oh, this is history, yeah. you know, which helps with the feel of the <laughs> film. But I got one question for Christmas stuff. Since we're clearly all about the same age, let's say what was probably one kid's Christmas movie or show
2: that came on really, TV really
3: well. that you had to make sure you watched every year? Charlie Brown. The California Regents <laughs> <Ragin's> Christmas. <laughs>
6: they're pretty cool
3: but okay what about you martin
1: well all my stuff would be english so you wouldn't wouldn't know any of it really i mean you know we we only had three channels back then when i was that age so it was it was mainly you know entertainment shows and comedy shows and they didn't they didn't really do that many christmas episodes i mean i, I almost feel um, jealous of people nowadays who get a Christmas episode of Doctor Who nowadays every Mm -hmm. year. Whereas back then, when I was a kid, they did not do one-off episodes of Doctor Who because they didn't have the budget to actually pay for that sort of thing. I mean, Doctor Who in my day was cardboard um, backgrounds and they'd fall behind them while they're they're in shot. And so, you you know, so...
2: When they
1: sang We Three Kings, so, I had to be there. Probably the best things we ever got were from American heads. programs. I, want, I so, was um, into it. So what I said earlier on, I saw Charlie Brown Christmas as a kid in the mm-hmm. UK. We had it back in the late 70s, so I'm older than you guys. I am I was 51 last week. Um, happy thank birthday. Thank you very much. Birthday. It was so, my birthday
6: Sunday, so we are really close. Yeah.
1: Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy birthday, uh, both of you. Thank you. Thanks. So, um, so a lot um, of things I, were like that. And then me, Banana Splits as well at Christmas. Oh. We had that oh. one as well when I was a kid Banana Splits Christmas, and that was classic. Banana Splits
3: one. What about for you, Joe?
5: Oh, uh, for me, I think it's, uh, the, the, you know, the, the three headed monster of, uh, Rudolph, um, Frosty the Snowman and Charlie Brown were the three that I think ever almost got played on, on TV every year. So I could see them every single year as a kid. Okay. Those were the three. What was that, Amanda?
6: I just said, oh, the claymation. I yeah. also loved that as a Oh
5: yeah. i but I mean it was it was appointment television for me. Like I same it's Perfect. Christmas time, I need to see these on TV.
3: Yeah, that Rankin um, and bass uh setup that they did for the holiday. Oh, yeah. Uh, they did the claymation. They actually did, Rankin and Bass did the Frosty the Snowman. Yep. They did Santa Claus Coming to Town. They did a bunch of them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately, though, if you look at the history of it, Rankin and Bass, unfortunately, didn't keep the rights to a lot of that stuff. <laughs> and it ended up getting sold off in parts. So it, Is that
6: how they do it in
3: Elf? Is how it went? Okay, so As, was yeah, they got to do it. No, in Elf in, Elf, in Elf, they kind of they fudged it, and they come out and they even say it yeah. that they they faked it a lot of it, and so like certain certain key things will will with Elf when they made it, like um, Will Ferrell's outfit is designed mm-hmm. after the elves in the claymation Rudolph, yep.
6: right? And so, yeah. so they
3: they kind of like again steer your brain, steer your mind into that nostalgia to make you fall in love with the film that's it's it's an old hollywood trick and you get the (laughs)
6: norwall that looks just like one of the claymation and
3: the other yeah oh he's my favorite he's my favorite character
5: (laughs) he's my favorite character
3: the original (laughs) the original cut in elf the original snowman claymation they actually had to do away with because it was too close to the snowman they originally made yeah so uh, for me the uh, surprisingly enough um of course, you know, Rudolph and all of those are, are, are definitely a staple. But there was one one Jim Henson production that came out in 1983, 84. Uh, that was that was done called A Christmas Toy. And it was and nobody knows this. It's crazy. You can look it up. Yeah, yeah I don't, it started off with Kermit the Frog the outside of like a house dressed as Santa. And uh, it was called A Christmas Toy. And he goes down the chimney. He's in a toy room. And he goes, Watch what happens when I leave. And when he leaves the room, all the toys come to life. Stories sound familiar?
5: Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, but they were whoa, all. Whoa. They
3: were, right. So but they're all. But this is 1983, and I think it is. And they were all puppets. And it was this whole story about Christmas, about how a new toy, a new space toy, was coming into the playroom from Christmas. And none of them were happy. Get out of here. No, you can look it up. In fact,. <laughs> In fact, when Disney bought when Disney bought the rights to the Muppets, uh, they actually took Kermit out of the beginning of the film. Wow! Yeah, you can't even find right now. There's a couple of stream sites, not main main ones that'll play it. They created a, no, a kids' TV show after of it called "The Secret Life of Toys." Huh. Again, sound, sound familiar? I mean,
5: uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm no expert, but I've got a couple ideas. I got probably four ideas.
3: Yeah, it's it's crazy. I saw this. I actually own it on VHS tape. That's how yeah. old it is. Yeah. Um. So I own like one of the original cop, one of the original copies of it. But uh, I dug, I dug in. I had studied with Jim Henson for about a year back, way back in the late '90s, and I dug in to find out whatever happened to this. And because of The the puppets they used in the thing were none of the Muppets. So those are still owned by the Jim Henson production. But because it was so controversial with the way Kermit was mixed in and because it was so close to the Toy Story line of how the Toy Story movies played, that Jim Henson production, Disney, divided all the puppets out and they were not to play it. Nobody bought the rights and it lays dormant. That's stupid. He
6: came up with it first.
3: exactly like i said you could look it up it's called a christmas toy isn't it
5: isn't it amazing amazing how many things sort of die off with vhs like oh it's so many so many things are on vhs and as you get as things become more and more corporate and business oriented they're like yeah we shouldn't do we shouldn't have done that we're not going to put that on dvd and they put some things on dvd and then the next generation is like, yeah, we're not going to put that on Blu-ray. Or they then- there it is. It's it's there it yeah. is. That's it right yeah. there.
3: Rugby Tiger, Apple, all those guys. Yeah, I remember from my childhood. But
5: VHS was to me like the last wild, wild west moment of of home video. But
1: last year we actually yeah.
5: you you can f- so many things so many things died with VHS. Like it's a it's amazing.
6: People got the ability to get porn without actually having to go to the video store. So there's
1: that. <laughs> I was going to say that last, <laughs> last year we, we were, we were going around the different streaming uh, platforms. You know, when, when you've got like a smart TV and you get all these different apps mm-hmm. where it offers to mm-hmm. you, you, you can get to these. They're not really dodgy, but these film places where you can go to and the have films uh, that they've saved from years and years back. And I suddenly found another film. I think it, that was called A Christmas Toy. And that's from the late 30s in black and white. And it's only 10 minutes. And that's similar, where this girl, she goes to sleep and then all the toys wake up. And I think it's a German film while she's is it, asleep yeah, at it's night. A German, is,
3: it, is it the one with the toy soldiers? Does it have toy soldiers?
1: Yes. Yeah. I think it's that one. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I know you talk. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because again, a, in my digging, huh. but yeah, there's been so many spinoffs that, and then again, it's they're all buried because once Disney gets all to something, forget it. Yeah, everything disappears. Disney's the FBI. Yeah, pretty much.
6: Disney's I mean, like, I, I, they're like the the Taliban, or like you would think the, so when
3: it comes to certain things. Yeah.
6: He, they everything. I like how I like can... how
5: Mart I like how Martin said it was from the thirties. Yep. And your mind went to toy soldiers. Like you had one of like three guesses. Like this how many is also toys- true. Yeah. How toy many, soldiers, how many-
3: uh, train, teddy bears.
5: Yep. <laughs> trains, maybe. Trains. <laughs> teddy
3: bears. Trains. Yeah. And for some random reason, a fake hot air balloon. Yeah. yeah.
5: Like how many toy yep. toys were there in the thirties? <laughs>
3: Six, I just think three. <laughs> Slinky's
5: in. I think there was a teddy bear in it as well, wasn't I'm, I'm there? Gonna, I'm gonna Google when Slinky was invented right now.
6: <laughs> so, Martin, do you enjoy Love actually as a Christmas movie?
1: Um, I've not seen Love actually before. Um, L- Louise doesn't particularly I don't know. like it. It's I like don't the know. only
6: British Christmas movie there is.
1: <laughs> she, she, Louise, prefers the holiday.
3: I like oh, okay. Yeah.
1: You know, with uh,
5: Cameron yeah. Diaz and um, Kate Winslet. For the Winslet. record, uh, Slinky was invented in
3: 1943. <laughs> See? Wasn't part <laughs> of the
5: six. Crap. Told you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> when did Space was come out? I think those are invented <laughs> in like the 1300s. Yeah. And
3: cardboard yeah. box As a torture device? Yeah. As a torture device, yes.
6: Uh,
5: Jack's. <laughs> ja- yeah, I was going to say Jack's were the original Lego.
1: Joe's the perfect on person I for this. Yeah, what do no, you say well, Mark? I... joe's the perfect person for this bit because of toy time with joe in their their show keeping up with the <laughs> the oh, yeah, yeah. they have a catch-up but <laughs> yeah. they talk about they talk about toys for about 10 15 minutes sometimes longer than they talk about any of the episodes of deep space nine actually
5: hey that hey <laughs> that says more about the episodes of Deep space nine than it does toys
6: it does toys are fucking amazing
5: Tangent. Yeah, I I do love toys. Uh, love actually is a great holiday film. Okay, by the way,
6: I, it's it's another one that gets me really like all yep. up in my feels. Like I cry a lot.
5: Yeah, I mean, if you've ever if you've ever been in love with somebody or had mm-hmm. really yeah. strong feelings for somebody, uh, yep. it it rewards you, or punishes legal. you, depending on uh, how you feel. So, yeah,
6: a friend of mine sent me because so. I loved, still love Alan Rickman, rest in peace. Oh yeah, but yeah. I hate him. Love Actually, I just I get so mad for what he does. Uh, yeah, to Emma Thompson. So my friend yeah. sent me this thing, and he goes, "If you will watch Love Actually, and then you watch Die Hard, you will see him get punished." For <laughs> what he
5: did <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, "That's my
6: new Christmas movie routine."
5: The one-two Christmas punch.
6: Suck. Yes, because I love him sidetracked
2: he, very very easily.
6: Man. No, it is a good movie, but yeah, it's a little heavy too. I mean it's funny yeah. too, but yeah,
5: it's a it's a rom you know, it's a it's a rom com, but it is more i think it leans more into the rom than it does the com.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: And that little red-headed boy, I just love him. He's so adorable
1: And how many Christmas yeah. films is Tim the, Allen being in? Watch it. Okay. Yeah, how many Christmas That's films is Tim Allen being in? Too, he's in
6: three uh three, three. Too many and christmas with the cranks
5: yeah yeah right three yeah, yeah.
3: four I couldn't do the santa claus at all
5: nope. no no <gasps> really? not even the first one i couldn't wow. I, guess
3: the, I don't know it just i don't i just i mean i got the concept of it i i see that or whatever i just i struggle I, I guess i struggled with yeah. tim allen because I'm just not a fan, I guess you know I'm not gonna not yeah. gonna sugarcoat it here. I'm just like, uh ah. is it is it
6: it's such an original story though,
3: ooh. right, and then they ruined it with two more sequels, so <laughs> so
6: mm-hmm. so See, I like so can you
5: give them, can good. you give them two i I give them two. I think the first Santa Claus is solid. Yeah. it's not a must watch, mm-hmm. but it's definitely a second or at least high of the top third tier. Christmas movies th- and then I think Christmas with the cranks is funny enough to watch
3: I, think, I, like I I like I think I think Jamie Lee Curtis as great as an actress she was I think yeah. that she should have done that one it's I think probably not I think we probably see her not. too much of a serious actress as it's for something serious but
6: um, what about Four Christmases
3: it's one of, that's one of those ones, if you can relate to it, it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah. You, True. Am I wrong? Like, am I wrong there I, to say I, like, oh, if you can relate to having to deal with multiple sets of family members. a lot. So,
5: I, I, it's I, fun, would, I agree. But if you only have
3: to deal with one family all day, every single year, then it doesn't, it doesn't, it'll be funny in bits and pieces. So that's, I mean, that's what I could say. But yeah, I find it hilarious.
6: Sorry, I'm pouring wine.
1: (laughs) That's okay. Well,
6: I love four Christmas. I've had my
1: I've had my kids get me beer.
6: Holiday holiday armadillo. I'm not with you there. Wine glass.
1: Nice.
5: So when
6: y'all are talking about TV shows, I was thinking that friends and how I met your mother like really paved the way for the holiday episodes of shows because they they did lots of focusing on them.
5: Martin, do you have another? Do you have an avenue we're going towards? Yeah. Because I have something I want to ask about. I, I guess I'll but if push. you have something to bring up or an, another topic, um, I want to let you
1: do your thing. Well, but, but, well I, 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 what, are you going to bed? St- st- staying with the same subject, the, 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 where the real money is. Yep, staying <laughs> with the subject. Oh, to yeah. t- Tim it's Tim Allen. Certainly not in. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's certainly Wait, not podcasting, in podcasting. Isn't
5: your
4: day job? <laughs>
1: I was going to say with no. with, with Tim no, Allen, he's actually know. it's it's infuriating that one film that he hasn't made a sequel to, actually, and it's not Christmas related, is Galaxy Quest. Because the first one of those was brilliant. But but unfortunately unfortunately, you know, we've we've lost the best actor from that, which was Alan Rickman. Right. Oh, Tim Allen's still <laughs> around. <laughs>
3: or well, the guy that
1: plays I Monk. I can't remember his so, name. I don't
3: know if I'd watch it. I I don't know how much I don't know how much uh, homework you guys did on what I do outside of all of this chaos, Um, but there was for a little while in Hollywood a Galaxy Quest two script floating around.
1: Okay. Yep.
3: And I wasn't able to get. Unfortunately, I tried. I tried tried to get my hands on it. I called my agent. Was like, hey, give me a copy of the script. And they, it, it was so, it was so geared towards Alan Rickman's character. Uh, being being against, going back to being against doing being part of that, and that the rest of the cast trying to pull him, and it became a thing so when all of we that talked when, about when it he recently. passed away, the whole script just kind of went, whoop. Yep. And they were like, let's leave it as it is and not touch it. But there was a I script floating around. Long. And also, I don't know, just to give you guys also a heads up, on speaking of sequel scripts, uh, Gremlins 3 is currently in the works. Let's and, go. Is, and is going back to the first one. Christopher Columbus is back on board. And he is going back to how the first one was just crazy. Warner Brothers is not touching it like they did the second one and making it Looney Tunes. Yep.
5: <laughs> I, I still kind of like Gremlins 2, though. I mm-hmm. do too.
6: It's not my favorite one, but I'll, I'll watch
4: it.
5: It's You'll go, watch yeah. it it's as a Jay comedy. Yeah. Again. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I watched it as a comedy, not it's not to me, it's not even horror or more holiday. It's just comedy. It's pure. It's pure comedy to me.
3: Right. But Gremlins was never listed as a comedy. It was originally supposed to be a thriller. Yeah,
5: yeah. I get it. I get so it. So the,
3: the third one is yeah. going back to that. They're in. They're doing it. I mean, let's be honest. All the 80s stuff is coming back.
5: Yeah, yeah. I know. I, and oh,
3: Ghostbusters is in the theater. Again,
5: I've I've mentioned earlier about my disdain for period films, or at yeah. least how cautious I am with with them. Right. And yes. I'm even more cautious with uh, franchises that are fifteen-ish years old or older coming back, because to me, first thing immediately cash grab you know oh, yeah. Let, yeah. we yeah. we already have we already have half more than half of the the idea fleshed out for us in the past let's just try something new and see if it works um
6: I prefer I'd, the i prefer the reimagining or reboots as opposed to remakes like we were actually on my friend's podcast we just reviewed back to the future and home alone on separate shows but we were talking yeah. about you know how they've talked about to remake. I'm like, please God please no, please God no. It's no.
5: no. to me that to me that's the one franchise oh, that I just they, yeah, don't they, touch. They that, said they're not. That, touching I think that. Yeah. that or that or Indiana Jones. I think those yeah. two franchises. I I know well,
4: that the
6: I, has said they won't touch it. But what happens? What happens after he dies? You know. Right. Yeah.
5: And and yeah. yeah. where you know where does that I'll intellectual do property one. where does where does that go? Yeah. And then I'll whoever gets that, they're going to do whatever they want with it anyway
1: i mean i I saw an interview i saw an interview with both
5: of them making it
6: have like they did Ghostbusters afterlife like have somebody's kids or grandkids discover something and then go off of that as opposed to an actual remake like i would rather what about cobra kai
3: It falls under the Ghostbusters okay, afterlife.
6: Okay. So if they God, did that no. with Back to the Future, would you be mad? Oh, if no. they made it present day and the, yes. the somebody's yes. kids or grandkids found something. Yes. Okay.
2: Thank God. I, didn't they just film another Indiana Jones? Hold yeah, on. Hold on.
5: Just- <laughs> hold on. Karate Kid 3 didn't mess anything up. The next Karate Kid yeah. did. Yes. Did you
3: just say yeah. Jaden Pikachu? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But
5: to me, to me, I think, I think, I think, Back to the I Future hate, is like the one franchise I, I just please don't. And they're touch.
4: unnecessary.
6: No, I. Mostly agree. Please, please don't.
5: It, it, it's like you it have to go back and do another. As name, a trilogy, I mean, I don't those think those. it fell off almost. Not anywhere a an at any point during the trilogy. You can argue, you can argue, three isn't as good, but of course, because one and two are perfect.
1: It I think one and so two.
5: Favorite.
1: I, I think do or Back to the Future. Are, are I think
5: that's like perfect a perfect films
1: thing. That
4: I don't
2: think you can replicate it in, in any way, In the shape context of, of those two, kid, I sure, that up with three three is a bit kid, of a and disappointment. The next
5: kid, but and the Crotty Kid after that. in the overall oh. arc of the trilogy, it works. All of it okay, works so perfectly. The next Crotty Kid. And, and then sort of resolves itself then in then its own volition. Peacon, whatever his name is. One, I just, just don't off. want anyone to touch it and to tarnish know. what has already been. I got, I'm across.
3: Okay. But to, to circle back around, to circle back I, around to Christmas. And since oh, Rob, just <laughs> no, but since Rob just mentioned how he doesn't like reboots, then with that being said, do you hate the latest, uh, the latest versions of the Grinch? No. They're not continuations. They're completely remakes and or reboots.
5: The Benedict tell, Cumberbatch one, I can do without.
3: Story.
5: I can live without Benedict Cumberbatch version of the I, Grinch. Uh, the Jim Carrey version, I think. I agree, is a reimagination, um, and it and it yeah. sort of gives, it has its own feel to it, right?
6: And it's a full length movie.
5: Yeah, and like it. so, those two versions, the original animated, and the Jim Carrey version, I could live with just those two forever. I would never need that story touched again. Um, Now, if the Jim Carrey version didn't exist, I think there would be space for a real-life imagination of the Grinch. But it was done, and I think it was done at the perfect time with the perfect Mm. person. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think Jim Carrey was the perfect cast for the Grinch, and it was done uh i think flawlessly just
3: it's ron howard so
5: i was going yeah. to it say is. so I, th- I, th- th- I think i think they're, among they're among one a and one B, works. like
1: together it, it i i said i think well, it's that... i think it's among the best work that ron howard as a director has done i agree mm.
5: i absolutely agree but yeah well, why are you leaving <laughs> work God, you know, they pay you, right? You're supposed to be doing the work while you're on the clock. <laughs> 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 I
6: feel we'll get, your pain.
1: We'll get all the show details from Joe towards the end. Okay? Yeah. All right. Good night, Mr. Rob. Thank I love you, Rob. You. Take care, mate. Have a great Christmas, Hi. mate. Nice too. You. Cheers.
4: You Bye. too. Merry
1: Christmas. Yeah.
6: I hope that they protect Back to the Future. I Think we were because we were talking about that. You know, they said Robert Zemeckis and what's his name, Bob, Bob, Bob Gale. Gale. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. basically nobody's going to touch it, but yeah. somebody's going to buy it, just like you know, or if not, hopefully they can protect it. It's like with Halloween, you look at Halloween, how many times has Halloween been redone, remade, whatever, because the Akkad family owns it and they don't really care, they'll let whoever take it and do what they want. I got about anything David, else for me, you know, David Gordon Green and. And all of them worked, were like, got, hey, I if we don't do this, somebody else will, I let us do it. Today. And they made a new reimagining, in and, and their fans, and you could tell. But still, it's like, how many well, times can you? It was a
2: shit show,
3: so.
6: Halloween's my favorite horror movie of all time, so I'm not mad at the new ones. But, you know, you gotta get the right people to do it if they're gonna it. do it.
3: But most horror guys, films nice meeting everybody. Are, are, that Thank whole genre is geared towards creating sequels.
6: Hmm. Yeah, that's true.
3: Yeah. It doesn't matter. I mean Critters got four movies.
6: <laughs> and tremors got three or four. And
3: yeah got um, like seven <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, I hey, mean
6: don't, hor-
5: don't, please don't hate on Sharknado. I need all the Sharknados I can get.
3: <laughs> do they have a Christmas Sharknado? A- they Sharknado.
5: need they need a
3: Christmas uh,
5: sharks celebrate Christmas? I'm sure they need a Christmas Sharknado. <laughs>
3: Great! Right. I'll call Ian Zirian and see what he's doing for the holidays.
1: <laughs> we need a cross a crossover. I'm y- sure need, available. We need a mashup yes. of um, sh- right, a Martin. Shark's Tail and Sharknado. Yeah, there you go. There you
3: go. You Shark Tail and Sharknado.
1: Yeah, perfect. Mix them together. What's
3: a
6: Christmas Sharknado?
3: Fully animated. Yeah. But
1: <laughs> but, but uh, you know y- you mentioned earlier on about uh, you know. Um, the, the variation versions of Grinch, the Grinch story. But wouldn't that go along the similar thing with um, The Christmas Carol and The Scrooge story where there are so many different versions of that? But it's it's almost as though The Grinch falls into it being a classic Christmas story, the same as uh, Charles Dickens' uh, A Christmas Carol where you can see different versions of it, but then there's other things where um, it's not quite got that same sort of thing. So if they try to remake some Christmas films, you know, I mean, oh, I can think of some Christmas films that I wish I'd never seen the first time. Never mind, I have another (laughs) version of it. Because I think they have
6: this, oh, sorry. I don't think they have the same, um, they all have the same association. You don't you don't look at the original Christmas Carol movie and associate it with a particular actor as much as you do certain other holiday movies where it's like you can't remake that. I've you know, I only want to hear Boris Karloff's voice. if I'm I, watching the Grinch. You I know. think it goes
3: I think it also goes back to what I was saying before, is that as a as a child or, you know, you saw the Grinch for the first time. Here it is. This is the Grinch period. There was no other spin-offs. There was no any other people playing the Grinch in a in a holiday special or anything like that. But I think there's been so many renditions of the Christmas Carol that could you go back right now in your head and say who was the first Scrooge you saw? Donald Duck. Not not named Scrooge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Albert Finney.
3: Hi, Bill Murray. Yeah. yeah Scrooge, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that, that movie. So, with that being said, would that be the original? for you, would that be the initial Christmas Carol? That no. would be. See, and that's my point.
5: To my, to me, like I said, I think like an hour or so ago. To me, a Christmas Carol starts at the Muppets, and then I, I don't. I honestly, I don't care. But I don't care. <laughs> beyond the muppets hey, uh,
3: dude well, i'm a but, huge muppet but fan the, again
5: but, but the other thing the other thing is like um i think i think with uh, charles dickens being the source material here i think dr seuss being the source material for uh the grinch i think you can have multiple iterations many many iterations mm-hmm. now i don't have to put any time or effort into viewing them because the animated version the original version, um, I think, is perfect. And then the carry the Jim Carrey live action version is perfect. But if you're going to continue to sort of reimagine the source material, um, if if it catches my interest, I'll watch. Just like just like a Chris any Christmas Carol. Like if right. there's a, a good version of it, or a unique take, or something you want to uh, refocus the story around. Um, I'll watch.
6: Which is why Scrooged was genius.
5: Mm, right. Yeah. You, yeah, Because you it's made a, it
6: relevant a, to people who were in a different time than looking back at, was that Albert Finney in the original? I didn't even know that. But like, you know, good story. But now it's relevant to the current time period. And I mean, Bill Murray, come on.
5: Right. And I, I, I mean, I don't think it's an exact replica of the source material it's sort of taking the source material and reimagining it to a certain degree right right
6: like the new grinch or not the new one the jim carrey one
5: now what i had in my mind a few minutes ago a a christmas movie i don't think they can touch and please i hope they don't is a christmas story how can you retell that (laughs)
6: I will and kill
5: somebody. How can how can Did you, did you re- see
3: the sequel?
6: No.
5: No. I, I've oh, I, God. I know I know that Lucky it exists. You. I refuse to watch it.
6: Yeah,
2: but,
5: no. But I don't understand how you can take that story and feel like, oh, I can improve upon this. I'm gonna I'm gonna redo this. It is mm-hmm. literally perfect.
3: Agreed. But there's one film that takes the same idea premise, okay? That just came out that's on Netflix right now. And that, I mean, you may or may not have seen it, but that, if you've seen 8-Bit Christmas yet with Neil Patrick Harris. Yes, I love it. It does the same kind of concept where it takes a grand, like it's a Nintendo that the kid's after and all of him and his friends, that's all he thinks about, that's all he wants. So it's not so much about what's going on in the... It's, it is about what's going on in the kid's life, but in the same token, he's heavily focused on that one Christmas gift.
5: Has so anybody else seen A bit Christmas?
6: No? I haven't. What's it on?
3: It's on Netflix. Not, I, okay.
5: I, I, I think it's on HBO Max. Oh, is, is it? Oh, maybe or you're it,
3: right.
5: Yeah. You maybe you're right. I'm, I'm almost...
3: So I, I just
5: watched watch. it over the, over the weekend, and to me, it's like the new... It's the new... We talked about like annual watches or think uh, Christmas movies that you have to watch every year or to me that's the newest classic.
0: Maybe maybe
5: so? maybe Christmas Chronicles was also good last year. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was really good. Well, no. Yeah, I even but
3: thought I, the sequel was good on that one.
5: Yeah. I haven't seen the sequel. But
3: yeah. The first one, the first Christmas
5: Chronicles was really good um, but uh 8 bit christmas i think was done so well so well and it it, you're you're right that it does sort of um dip its toe in the uh it dips its toe in the a Christmas story uh telling of christmas nostalgia right but it does it so well that i don't think it you don't even initially think about a christmas story you don't think that it's sort of piggybacking (laughs) on it it's 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 really great and and as i said earlier i'm so critical about period pieces i think it plays the 80s almost as well as anything can in modern day high definition i think it does it Really well,
3: uh, like Amanda. You said that Cabbage Patch was. I was going to mention this choice. Year.
5: Yeah, that's the,
3: it, his little sister in the film. That's her gift that she's dying for, and so to see that Cabbage Patch logo, to see an actual Cabbage Patch again on screen is crazy nostalgia. So you have to. I recommend the movie for sure.
6: I'll, I'll definitely watch it. I mean, you know, we were poor when I was a little kid, and Cabbage Patch dolls were. I mean, they were like sixty dollars. Eighties. That's like what one hundred and fifty dollars yeah. now. Like At least one twenty, yeah. Like not, but they're expensive. But um, I'm hoping that they won't. I'm hoping they learned from the Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street debacle that they will not touch a Christmas story or It's a Wonderful Life or anything else that's like just super, super classic. I think
3: it was no. gonna if it was going to happen, it would have. Now the Christmas story yeah. has been turned into a sequel, and everybody hated it, and it got raped raped over the coals but I, I do know that they turned it into a musical. Yeah. The Christmas Story ended up as a musical, and I don't know how it... I don't follow a lot of musicals on Broadway, so I don't know how it did, but...
6: They turned uh, out super musical.
3: Cool. Yeah, I mean, they turned Shrek into a musical. So, I mean,
5: Ella, I mean why not? That's a natural progression, obviously.
6: <laughs> I will say, I saw... So it's different when you see a movie that wasn't musical that becomes one. I saw Legally Blonde, the musical, and if you like musicals, it was super cute. Like I really, really enjoyed it. Cause it's but you have to like musicals or you'll think it's stupid because it's definitely different.
5: I'm waiting yeah. for the expendables, the musical.
6: <laughs> that would be R rating, <laughs> right? <laughs>
5: Miscongeniality, the the, the uh, musical. Go, going back to um I think Ray's point was I don't think some of these some of these movies, um, a Christmas story or um uh, it 's a wonderful life, some of these Some of these really untouchables as far as holiday films i don 't think we 're going to ever see, or at least not in the near future, see a one to one remake of this film. I think you 're going to oh. see something something along the lines of a Christmas story versus eight bit Christmas, where you have the source material, which is a Christmas story, and eight bit Christmas is sort of a retelling. But in a in its own way, um, yeah, you can't.
3: You it's not a direct affiliation or direct association to it.
5: But but you but if you watch both films, you can absolutely see the influence on one versus the other. So I think you might maybe you will see another film that's as heavy or as um, uh, as serious as uh, you know, it's a wonderful life but maybe it's not the same exact story.
6: So- well, and I think you can if if you do it. Th- I mean, you're not doing like, okay, the Miracle on 34th Street remake, like to me, that was an untouchable movie. It, talking about top five, must watch. Miracle on 34th Street is in my top three, the original. And then they remade it and it was just, you can't unsee that because you are so ingrained with the original. But if you look at like Fred Claus and Noel, they're almost the exact same story like not exactly but they're really close i think if you do them like those two eight bit christmas and then um christmas story if you're not trying to piggyback or bank off the other one you could still do an original movie but with similar premises 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 i don't know (laughs) premise (laughs) (laughs) is premise singular and plural
3: (laughs) I, i think so it's like it's like geese
6: yeah Um, no goose is the singular
3: geeses Geeses.
6: deer there you go deer there you go (laughs) sheep that's funny
3: oh wait Martin what else you got for us anything
1: so are there any Christmas films that you avoid Um, yeah I mean Actually, this brings to mind an interesting one, and I'm going to go off on a tangent here with this. But there's certain films, should we say, um, hallmark, should we say, where they have a almost a pattern about them that they follow, in a sense, and it can be a bit irritating at times, should we say?
3: You don't. You don't even have to memorize the character's name.
1: No. Every made for
5: Netflix Christmas movie? Ever? No, we're talking about Hallmark
4: movies.
6: Hallmark and Lifetime. Mm.
3: Yeah.
5: Oh, I mean yeah, I mean that's I mean, those are those are the the, the network terms, but now Netflix has sort of adapted and sort of adopted that that uh that sort of we're gonna make a film and it doesn't matter who we need a we need a blonde or brunette white lead we need a tall uh, square jawed uh, lead male and we need um, it's going to be set somewhere in Colorado okay. or somewhere in the Pacific or, Northwest
3: or New York City
5: or New York City That's a- it
3: doesn't. yeah it doesn't matter if it, 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 if you can write any Hallmark movie if you're willing to have the, the main character female have a great career go home for Christmas and completely lose that career boom movies yep. over yeah. Done. Yep. Yep. everyone
1: and, and she, or, or she also
3: Wall goes Street home Baker and finds. love with
6: yeah. a rustic carpenter.
3: Yeah, she leaves, she, all the, she leaves an amazing apartment in New York and a, and a hundred thousand dollar job to marry the shoeshine okay. kid from years yeah. ago. Yep.
5: Sorry, here's here, here's here's the thing we we've all watched these because we can say the plots. So obviously they're doing at least a little bit right because we've all watched at least a handful of these to get that like they all follow the same plot like the the I same watched. Yeah. They're 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 sort of guilty holiday pleasures. Yeah. I mean in in, in the yeah. cor- in the course of what 36 hours I mean uh, continued runtime, not actual time but like right. in the course of 36 hours you run through pretty much all of your holiday standards right mm-hmm. and then, and then what are you
3: left with hallmark
6: well yeah. and so many of them are exact replicas of other movies like there's there's one particular one that i watch every year since they came out with it, it has lacey chabert and it's called um a family for christmas okay you run that right next to the movie the family man with nicholas cage it's the exact same movie but yep. with snow with yep. they swapped the leads
3: yeah, they just but male versus female. I
4: love yeah.
1: family. family Man is actually yeah. based at Christmas as well. I mean, I'd arguably say yeah. that's a really good Nicolas Cage film as well for him. It's I a watch really it good film. Year. I like that. I like Nicolas and 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 Cage.
3: They, and going back to what we were saying before, though, is that you have a movie that takes the same premise and does it differently. And because the Family Man is that same, it's a wonderful life it's type it's premise. Life. Yeah. You know, Thank oh, you. what would happen if you didn't exist? Okay. Right. You know, oh, your wife has a better life, or whatever.
5: You know. <laughs> I mean, and it's I a like, wonderful. It's a wonderful life. Is essentially the Twilight Zone meets Christmas, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. And so, fa- Family Man way. with Nicolas Cage is the it. same way. Yeah. It's not
6: about non-existing. That's what I like about it. It's not like, oh, what would happen if you were never born? Which, yeah, it's similar. But it's what if you had made this choice instead of that choice? What if you had gone through this door instead of that door? What yeah. if you had missed yeah. your flight or you know whatever? It's butterfly just, like, effect. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Yep. Well, there, there, you've got as well. You've got a film. It, is, uh, it, it I, is a good movie. I really
6: like it.
1: I will
5: talk to anybody about that movie because of how good it is. and it's. I feel like it's underappreciated just because of who's in it and what the time, the time
1: it came out. Yeah. What you're about butterfly it's a ten- effect Great film.
6: In that movie.
1: Yeah, I missed what you were talking about. Was, okay, that, so Martin, was that about butterfly think effect?
6: Think we, we all took over.
1: Have you have you ever seen the Butterfly Effect, Martin? I love that film. That's one of our
5: favorite oh, films. it's a fantastic yes. film. It's a fant- it, it is a it fantastic is, film. It
1: is his best film role. It's the best thing that he's actually acted in, in my opinion. Who? Who is that? Ashton Kutcher.
6: Ashton Kutcher.
5: Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without Absolutely. a doubt, it's his best. It's his best film. It's it's I an saw, incredible oh, I was film.
6: Pregnant, and I walked out because it was too traumatizing for me. It's a really good movie, but it was way too upsetting.
5: Yeah. I, I uh I walked out of a viewing of, of Raging Bull because for because it was too traumatizing. Hmm. There's there's a scene where Jake is is sort of Jake Lamotta uh um is in this room and he's he goes nuts and he sort of like starts bashing his head against the wall and sort of like yeah. self-abusing himself and I was like I can't do this. This is too right. much. It's too much for me. But that's That's a, that, that's really and the me. sign of a good filmmaker.
6: So oh what, yeah, for sure.
5: What were you it's asking
1: me there, Rob?
3: No, just uh. Well, I'm gonna go off of what Amanda said. Is yeah. Martin? What is the film? What is one of the Christmas holiday things that you avoid every year? Since we clearly are ready to delete the Hallmark Channel, what's something <laughs> that uh, you
6: I like? The Hallmark Channel. I'll admit it.
5: I'm. I'm never deleting it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll. I'll turn it around, but a film. Something that people have told me to avoid and I've never seen and I actually might watch for the first time this year is the Star Wars Christmas special. Oh my God.
3: Don't bother. Just Don't. to see
1: how bad no. it really is.
3: It's too... Dude. <laughs> we tried
5: Ray, 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 year. Ray. Just let him do it. Let him do it, Ray. <laughs> just let him do it.
6: Hey, Rob, 2.0. Let him do his thing.
5: Yeah, just do it. Rob. <laughs> has he left the show oh god
3: (laughs) (laughs) this is a copy
5: right
3: one of the only in existence of the film in its entirety and it's garbage yeah (laughs) Yeah, because
5: more because more copies of that were put in (laughs) a a landfill than the et atari game
3: i have that too but my point is (laughs) the, <laughs> what what are you collecting over there? <laughs> this place is chaos over here. What's it called? Star Wars? It's it's a Star Wars holiday special came out in the 80s. There is literally 20 minutes of the of the special. I'm spitting on my screen. Of the special of Chewbacca and his family talking like Wookiees. Oh my <laughs> fucking god. With no closed caption. Just uh, oh. all t- twenty minutes.
5: Yeah, oh but, god, I don't what, know
3: what they're saying.
5: Don't, don't, bury the, don't bury the lead, rate. That's some of the best part of the movie, though. <laughs> That's some of the best part.
3: Here's one scene where the, where, where the Wookiee grandfather puts on a VR set, headset, and has virtual sex. I'm like, what are we watching? What am I doing? It's two hours. I got through 30 minutes last year. I'll get through 30 minutes this year, 30 minutes next year. 30 minutes after that. So That's in 2025, Martin. I'll have my review ready. Yes. Hard pass. <laughs> they,
1: they, Martin, they, you they, let they, us they, know. They pred- you, Martin. Yep. Yeah. They predated um, Demolition Man, then, where they had sex with VR. Yeah, they
3: did. Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. creepy.
1: Mm. It was creepy but in Demolition yeah. Man.
3: I That's so funny of- you bring that up.
6: Wait. <laughs> I know there is. I, there has to be, but I can't think of one. I mean, I love Christmas, but.
5: There's nothing
1: you avoid?
6: There has to be one. I just can't think of one.
1: I mean people don't, start naming pe- some
6: yeah. shit ones.
1: People don't believe me that I uh, enjoy... I, mean, the 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 that's, that's, the master. I think,
5: I think to, Ray I think uh, Ray and Martin went to the bottom of the barrel. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, 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 yeah, yeah. even the Masters of the Universe holiday special is better than that.
3: Yeah, seriously. Oh. It's it's so atrocious. I couldn't. Thirty minutes, that's it. Again. When Chewbacca and his son are for 20 minutes. I'm like, What, <laughs> what am I doing? I don't
6: think you listen to that for 20 minutes. Like, I wouldn't your brain just go numb.
3: No, it, it felt like it felt like forever, and I thought I was missing something. I literally had to stop it and go, Oh, the captions are broken. Let me fix it. I,
5: I go, I go full Mystery Science Theater 3000.
3: I, you know, that's a big thing. Making, is that,
5: Make yeah, stuff up
3: <laughs> when our since our youtube channel um mm-hmm. for me and my brother we, we got the we got a whole studio setting up for it and uh the idea was to do a segment at christmas time like just like what you're saying with that film since we have it but oh i even told God. him i'm like i i can't do two hours of that <laughs> it's exhausting
1: you just spend yeah. two, I think you'll just spend two I think hours a good saying idea that would just shit. To be,
5: yeah, just just record it once and then replay it every year. It's the the the, the Rayard rundown Christmas special. Yeah,
3: it's it's every year we do. I mean, right now we're doing. We're every episode we put out, we do like holiday stuff geared door the way up till Christmas, and we have. Um, we're playing. Uh, I don't know if you guys are doing this, but we're playing Whamageddon with other podcasts. Have you heard What's about that? this? Yes. Whamageddon is um you know the song Last Christmas by Wham? Yep, mm-hmm.
5: absolutely, absolutely.
3: So it's started December 1st, and you have to try to avoid not hearing that song until Christmas Eve.
6: Does it only have to be the wham version or any version?
3: Only the wham version. Any version that well, last Christmas you can so. hear. But I'm if you get so. hit, so I put on our Instagram the rules. If you go to our Ray Hart, the Ray Heart rundown on Instagram, you'll see the rules for Whamageddon. And when people, right now. when people get hit, they put the date and time that they died.
6: I work in a doctor's office, and we're playing Christmas music all day, every day. So I know. Oh,
3: you're I'm dead! Probably- you're so screwed! You're dead! You're so, <laughs> screwed. Uh, so yeah, we are. We're playing. We're playing Whamageddon, But because nice. a lot of our a lot of our Ray rundown uh, fans are trying to avoid Christmas music altogether, at the end of every episode, we have from now until Christmas, we have one artist uh, do a song or a Christmas song that's not a big artist, like nobody famous by any stretch of the imagination, but somebody who's got stuff on Spotify and iTunes and things like that. So we'll have them do a Christmas song. So at least they get some kind of Christmas musical injection without having to get whammed.
6: (laughs) I do not avoid Christmas music.
1: You need need Nick to do a Christmas song now on your show, Joe.
6: No,
1: Mark, don't. Don't put that into the universe. Oh, oh God. please I put that in his head. Now. Oh.
5: No, no, <laughs> but no luck, Luckily, uh, neither Rob nor Nick are here. So that will die with me. I'll never <laughs> tell Nick I will never tell Nick. About Until this
3: episode comes out. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
6: Nice. Martin, I recommend if you don't already watch them and I don't even know if you guys do, but I, I don't know as much over there. Um, some of the classic SNL Christmas things.
5: This is um, what I was going to bring up earlier. Yeah. Yes. So
6: I watched Dick in a Box live the first time they aired it. And I remember sitting on the couch and we're watching this and I'm like, did they just bring back Color Me Bad? Like, what's going on? This is stupid. Like, wh- what are we watching? And then he says, it's my dick in a box. And I have never laughed so hard in my entire life. Yeah. For the rest
4: of <laughs>
5: So, Dick in a Box is hilarious, as well as the um, Salvation Army. The Justin Timberlake as the Salvation Army uh, collection person. Yeah,
6: <laughs> um, Shweaty Balls is another amazing one. Right. You have to watch. Um, uh, way back
3: when Jimmy Fallon was on it and they were doing that song. I can't wait. For, was it I can't wait for Christmas, 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 time Christmas time is here or something like with that. The, the three of them. Yeah! 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. With the, with the keyboard yeah and, and uh
5: who who is it was horatio sands trying he was i mean he was channeling the the energy of god to keeping it together
3: like oh my god
6: crazy morgan was, all he does is just stand there and run back and forth it does, like
3: it, yeah it didn't do anything oh my it's god
6: funny <laughs> um martin if you need some links we'll send you some but yeah it, I highly recommend some of these. I I every year I have to watch that one. Uh um Shweaty Balls, Dick in the Box, and the The Homelessville. Um
5: Yeah. I th- I think they don't they do like a holiday
6: they do. Uh, an
5: SNL holiday special where they run yeah. some of the best, the best of.
6: And then there's a newer one with all the girls. So like Sicily Strong and um Oh, I can't remember any of their names now, but it's it's um they go home for Christmas and it's called Let's Do It in My Twin Bed.
5: Oh, and yeah, 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 holidays. Yeah. That's a really good one. <laughs> 80, 80, 80 Bryant.
6: Yes, and um Kate McKinnon. That's what I was trying Kate, to yeah. So super good ones. Martin, have you seen any of those?
1: No, and I've just written them all down to have a look because we don't get <laughs> SNL over it. Oh,
5: my God.
6: He's watch Dick in a Box and Report Back to Us.
5: Oh, my God. I, I, I'll i wait if you watch it right now. I'll wait the, 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 the three and a half minutes. Not at half past the, one the in the morning. The first
6: time seeing that, there's nothing like it. Although we kind of ruined it, but... Cause you I, don't, I, don't,
5: I don't think we really did, though. It's hilarious.
6: Martin, do you know the band Color Me Bad?
1: I do. I do know that band. Okay. Yep
6: they're
1: channeling colour me bad vibes Yep, brilliant brilliant so uh, I think we, I think we better run I think we better start to uh, run down now I think or run towards the end and uh, do the uh, what's up has anyone got any what you got all got coming up uh, Ray what have you got coming up on your show Mr. Ray Hart
3: hey, wait I'm sorry I didn't hear the last part
1: what have you got coming up on your show then Rob
3: oh um Oh, well, I mean, what we've got set up for the next uh, couple, uh, next couple episodes going to, towards Christmas is again, we've got uh, more, more things like we do. We always play the game, the the shame of life, where it's a card game of weird conversations where we ask the really off the wall type questions. Uh, uh, we always try to do um, filthy trivia where if you get to learn something that you probably don't wanted to know anyways. Um, we're trying to lean again more into the holidays, so we're going to be digging more into like um, behind the scenes for some of these Christmas movies and some of the newer Christmas movies that are coming out. Uh, but again, right now, I mean, if you've if you've heard the right now rundown and you know that somehow like <clears throat> we're not safe for work, so I can only say please don't play us at your job. Yeah.
6: <laughs> please God, do not play my podcast at work. Or
3: yeah, at no. Party. It's
1: <laughs> so Ugh, what, what have you sorry, got coming up I on the sip list, then, Amanda?
6: Away. I'll have to check you guys out because that all that sounds amazing.
3: We have fun if anything else.
6: I love trivia.
1: You guys need to do a crossover. You'd work perfectly together.
6: <laughs> yeah, that sounds fun. I'd, mm. I'd be interested in that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, what have you got My coming up, Amanda?
6: Sip list, by the way.
1: Okay. zip list yep what have you got coming up yeah. amanda
6: um we have a christmas trivia mm-hmm. episode coming up so that's going to be like a special and then i think we're going to try to do a top five christmas movies so my podcast is top fives for people who don't know yep. so top fives of whatever mostly movies and music and tv shows like that um I don't know. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants right now, um, but yeah, probably top five Christmas movies if I can if I can do it. I don't know if I can do it, but I'm gonna try. <laughs> That's
1: cool. What about yourself, Joe? Have you got Andrew Robinson uh, up ready for, for an interview yet?
5: Not quite. He's coming up though. He's cool. uh. We we just finished a a nice little couple interviews with uh, Armin Shimerman and. Uh, Brian Weiss who did wow. a yeah. uh, Star Trek 55-year docu series on the History Channel. Um, coming up on the horizon, we have some interviews in the works. I can't really announce anything, but um, we have some. I think we're re, one, one of the we're doing normal episodes reviewing Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and pop culture stuff. Um, but we have. Star Trek the Motion Picture review wow. coming up. Yep. Which uh it is very interesting because it's I'd say the least revered Star Trek movie <laughs> of all of them. Um so that we have that coming up in a in a couple weeks and um over the holidays we're just trying to piece together We have a couple regular episodes and a couple of um, film, film reviews. I think we're doing Star Trek one and two, but those are on the horizon. And uh, no, Andrew Robinson is, is a, is a, he's a get, he's a get for me. If, If we get him on the podcast, I don't know if I'll, I think it'll be a two person podcast going forward after that i'll <laughs> die a happy
1: <heavy>, man <laughs> <laughs> well andrew robinson you've got the best villain in the dirty harry film yeah yeah dirty there's, harry itself the first there's
5: those dirty there's harry film there's a lot of there's a lot of great um we just talked to armin shimmerman quark on d and deep's Space sign and I, I reached out to him afterwards and said uh you know thanks for coming on the podcast um We've tried to get in touch with these couple people. If you could put in a good word for our for our podcast, it would really go a long way. It'd mean a lot to us. And uh, the first one he said was, the, "Yeah, I'll, I'll reach out to Andy Robinson for you." Wow! So that's cool. We'll see. That's cool. We'll see. Um, our podcast. We have a lot of fun. We're excited. Um, I don't think, I don't think we've missed a single week since. Uh, at least since I've been on the podcast. Oh, look at um,
1: you!
5: I mean, wow. we we record every just about every week, and um, we coordinate our schedules so that if we do miss a week, um, we record an extra one so that every single week, every week, you're getting brand new um, material.
6: Good plan. Yep.
5: Well, I know when- I've been
6: tweeting Billy Zabka nonstop to come on my show. So if anybody wants to put in a good word with him.
5: <laughs> can I can I get can I give everybody can I give everybody sort of a um a, a podcast hack?
4: Sure.
5: Yeah. Um if you can do it what for one month, you can get a free trial of imdb pro. And what it does is gives it it gives you access to um pretty much anybody you can search on imdb if they have contact information it gives you all of it so with so yeah within within one month you could you could do all of your research and write down anything uh copy it do whatever you want uh but it gives you contact information for almost anybody you would ever want to have and the the worst the worst case scenario is you send an email and they don't respond, which or, has happened to me.
3: Or you text me hmm. because oh. I'm on I'm on IMDb already. Yeah. Well, and now I that, have Pro, and now you could just text me, and I I'll know. Just send you the information.
1: <laughs> R- is in the industry. <laughs> I know. Is well, now true? I now I know that now I know that.
5: So. Uh,
1: or okay. we'll do so, what yeah, we'll, we'll I'll
5: be uh I'll I'll be messaging you with my <laughs> phone number and we'll just start uh, texting saying. each other back and forth. But it, it was a, it was that's how I got uh Armin Shimmerman and um a couple other people who I've gotten verbal agreements to. It's if you can do it within one I mean you get a you get a free month.
4: <laughs> so yeah.
5: okay. You could if you really fuck fucking bear yeah, yeah, down right. and, there. and do it, it's there. And once you get a couple of hits your the 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 email to everybody else is like, "Hey, we've had a, b and C on. Would you like to come on our podcast? Yeah.
1: It gives you a bit of credibility yeah but yeah
4: okay
1: yeah but i mean uh, the so, the, f- the first one i i, I thought it was hilarious right. well, thought it was hilarious with with their show we're keeping up with Cardassians i um I'll give away this story, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. So, Go ahead. So what happened was yes. for the first interview that they, that they had or first interviewee that they had from the show, mm-hmm. I started an in- Instagram chat between their shows, pod their shows, Instagram page and some people from deep space nine who were actors. And I just put these guys do mm-hmm. the only podcast online. That's solely about deep space nine and basically just left it there and from that came the interview that they had with the with one of the stars of the show Nanar Vista, who, who appeared on their show because I just suddenly out of the blue started this chat and uh, Rob who controls the Instagram page I think he was in shock for so long that this yeah. it just worked yeah. But sometimes you've got to do that. You know, if you want to yeah, reach thing, you out just, you just reach yeah. out and go there. And during this period my you know, friends on their podcast, they
6: got D Wallace on their show just by reaching wow. out to her on Instagram. Yeah. And her her assistant replied and said, Yes, yeah, she'd love to come on. And they're like a small podcast like mine or whatever. And I was like,
5: Good for you. Yeah. You, I mean all all it takes is one or two catches, uh, somebody at the right time, or they don't have anything going on, or they'd like to just say something about a project that they've got going on and all all it takes is is one or two and then then you've got the cachet behind you of like hey right this person and this person has been on would you like to come on and say something it's 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 wonderful
3: the uh we're working on uh for again going forward with the video uh podcast the video channel coming out and everything like that we're working on a, a new segment called uh obscure interviews where we interview people you wouldn't expect to hear from on our podcast especially. Um so lots of like comedians. Um and uh I think we we even announced it I think uh I think on last episode uh possibly on our Patreon exclusive but I'll just say it here. Uh we're actually uh started talking with uh Clint Howard Ron Howard's brother as well to try to see if he wanted to come on. Where our podcast people are like me, 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 but if, but the idea is that if I keep the interview serious and nice. then just segmented it in. So again, we're looking at going, when we go into our season four next year, uh, we're going to be doing obscure interviews. It's just going to be like obscure celebrity interviews. And it's that's just going to cool. be people you wouldn't expect to hear from, but we've got like a, a small list of like, I think Brad Williams is one of the comics that's going to be coming on our show. Yeah. Nice. Um, We've even talked, like, most of the other podcasts in the area, we've, all, we've even already talked to uh, DC Glenn from Moop, there it is, tag team. Yep. So, like, he's, of course, you know, looking at us and stuff like that. So, again, we're we're, we're going random.
5: <laughs> so- Listen, I, I've reached out from everybody to President Obama <laughs> uh, to, Stur- <laughs> to Sturgill Simpson. <laughs> yeah, so, do it. I mean, any, anybody who uh, anyone on our podcast has an interest in we just reach out to them, and if they want to come on, I'll I'll talk about it. Doesn't have to have anything to do with Star Trek, right? I, I will talk. I will talk to anybody who wants to come on the show and um, promote what they've got going on, or talk about work that they've done in the past. Um. A lot of a lot of them are Star Trek centric, but they're not all, and right, and that's fine. To have a diverse a diverse, work. yeah, a diverse body of work. You're Like you said, yeah.
6: If Billy Zapka wants to talk to me about what he wears to bed every night instead of Cobra Kai, I'm
5: okay with that. <laughs> Let me text him. Now, what, what if it's nothing? What if it's nothing? <laughs>
4: well,
5: you know I mean, Pictures as proof? Yeah. Picture it. What is it? Picture it didn't happen? <laughs> on Instagram. Sorry. Yeah, like if he doesn't wear anything to bed, like pics or it didn't happen?
6: Oh, uh, but those are yeah. only for me. Right, <laughs> and I don't need pics if I get to experience it. Right, now. <laughs> <laughs> <And> just saying. Can <laughs> kick Ralph Macchio out the door. I just want Billy; he's the real yeah. karate. Kid. Yeah, as
5: as as, as, as as they said on uh, "How I Met Your Mother."
6: Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. All right, well, well it's good talking to you guys. I have to go make some dinner now. That's okay, this was fun. Thanks for letting me in late.
1: Okay, Amanda, go. let everybody know how they can get hold of you and where they can find the SIP list
6: um i'm everywhere there's the simplest i'm on twitter facebook on all the podcast things i'm i'm still small potatoes so i use anchor to do my podcast but i did just start their video service so i've done one video episode so it's on spotify so if you want to see people in person you can do that but other than that i'm pretty much everywhere
1: well from one anchor user to another joe <gasps> same Yep. We are
5: we, we use anchor. Um, you can find us at uh, what is it Twitter is at Cardassians pod. It is. Um, yep. Instagram is keeping underscore up underscore Cardassians. We have a patreon uh, where we do uh, patreon exclusive episodes uh, more more they're more personal. So they're more like getting to know each other or um, Q&A type of things where we sort of open up a little bit more than we do on the podcast. Um, And uh, so that's at patreon.com backslash uh, keeping up with the Cardassians. Anywhere you get your podcast, you can find us. But uh, if you want to interact with us on socials, that's where where you go. And uh, I really feel like we 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 love our patri- our patrons and we we really try to give them their money's worth that's the Page. one thing about patreon is like yeah I, i'm not, i'm not a big like hey give us some money cuz we're doing a thing type of person but if you do i i, I really want to give back and um I, we, we, it's we free. i yeah. mean we we put out not our our patreon ex- exclusive episodes aren't like five or ten minutes they're twenty or they're twenty twenty five minute episodes they're and they're twice a month and um for our top tier you do that and then you do like a live q and a where you can chat with us for an hour talk about anything um i think i think we're just me Rob and Nick are just so grateful that we have a podcast that people listen to honestly, to be honest,
6: um, for me. <laughs>
5: that, um, if, if, if you want to support us in any way, um, we're just so grateful and we'll, we're just, we're so giving, and we just want to give back to our listeners. So, um, yeah, social media, Patreon, face, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and, uh,
1: Instagram are the places to do that. Okay. And I'll, I still like that joke of yours, Joe, with the lonely fans.
5: Yeah uh yeah i i i don't have an only fans but
6: uh i'm pretty sure the, i would I'd already follow this, you everywhere
5: yeah uh, you follow us and uh i i feel like if i if i had an only fans i feel like i would have people but i don't want to it's not a thing uh <laughs> it's not it's not a thing yet if we get desperate maybe it's in our back it's in our back pocket
3: but. patreon falls out
5: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're trying the patreon thing first if it doesn't work uh we're going to only fans just like any other good influence <laughs> influencer to do
6: you can find me on farmers only sorry
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh and Rob, what about um, right okay Hall? so
3: yeah yeah well, well we're like everybody else yeah we use anchor we're everywhere including um fide in germany top dog in japan and some of the other exclusive ivox in spain we're in some of the ones where you don't just get auto distributed so we've done our homework and we've literally built it out everywhere uh picked up by pandora and everybody else um yeah so we uh we of course you can find us on instagram at the ray heart rundown um, we do have a Facebook page. Honestly, though, it's it's not it's just a. It's where everything else posts off of Instagram. Instagram's kind of the thing. Twitter's kind of the thing. Um, we do have a Patreon as well. Patreon.com/slash/reheart rundown. Uh, our Patreon offers. We we take the money that comes in from Patreon and turn around to purchase like merch and send it back out. Nice. So we don't even ba- we don't bank from Patreon at all. We just let our Patreons get merch constantly, so they're right. constantly getting merch every three months, and that way that they can keep they can keep going. We do um, every episode is, is an extended version on Patreon, and then we do one bonus episode a month for Patreon called the Patreon Ultimate Bonus Episode Segment or Pubes um, every single month. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then, of course, we have uh, the Ray Hart rundown merch where you can purchase uh, some of the jokes, uh, merchandise that we have and some of the logo stuff, uh, including the Ray Hart rundown not safe for work podcast shirt, which is one of our more popular ones. And the holiday merch is up now. Uh, so we're constantly updating that. But uh, again, you can again listen to us anywhere and coming soon. YouTube again, Ray Hart rundown podcast on YouTube. So we'll be there uh starting should be in January.
6: I'm looking at YouTube as well. So
5: we we are on YouTube uh youtube.com. I don't know if it's you just search keeping up with the Cardassians and you'll find us. Um but it's funny that you mentioned like what you do with your your uh Patreon money. Any money that we get at this point in time we are uh absolutely putting towards doing a polygraph for our for our show. <laughs> yeah. Nice. so, we, we, That's so we're, right. we're uh we're trying to rent a polygraph i think nick's i think nick's wife has access to a polygraph uh so any patreon money or um advertising money any money that we get from the podcast uh we're putting towards um doing a polygraph exclusive for patreon um which i think scares nick a little bit i think it scares anybody but me um <laughs> I don't know if anybody listens to the show, but I'm certainly the most honest and the most upfront on the show. Um, I think Martin will agree to that. But yep. um, yeah, we're we're looking to have some fun with Patreon, and uh,
3: it's a, it's good. It's it's really easy to use, and the, and the stuff they got coming in the next polygraphs? year. No, no, no. I'm, no. I'm sweating. I'm sweating, bro. <laughs> Tell me what. Uh, no. yeah yeah if, it, if anybody's curious and it's not just me or my brother uh my oh, my sons are huge youtubers so you could literally google our last name and we're like low budget kardashians we're everywhere on the internet it's ridiculous nice. um <laughs> uh, so yeah, good check us nice out
1: time. yeah <laughs> but more realistic all right nice
6: talking to you guys martin right. nice talking to you yeah. again
1: thank you very much Let's thank start- you mandy Thank you, Amanda. Nice to to see everybody. Don't
6: call me that. No,
1: that's why I suddenly (laughs) changed it. It's okay,
6: you're allowed to.
1: Thank you very much, Amanda. So you can get older. Thank you. (laughs) I'm everywhere. Pods like us is absolutely everywhere, as everybody is. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're not on TikTok yet. People are trying to tell me that I should be on TikTok. I don't know anything about it not a clue. Same. Um, take- uh but you can also go to the marvzone.org to find any uh show notes or anything to do with these shows or any extras we are but we do have a patreon that I never actually tell anybody about because I'm scared to ask for money from people because very British thing you know oh, don't ask people to help you yeah yeah so um yeah, patreon.com forward slash martin that's my name martin Q-U-I-B-E-L-L. And um, so, thank you very much for for listening to me and for chatting with chatting me today, guys. Yeah, well, I, I loved it. it. Thanks for fun. having us. It was a lot of fun. And despite any fluffs, I'm putting this out unedited. All right. Yep. Hey, there we Merry go. Christmas. Hey, that, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry
5: Christmas, everyone. I operate anyway. Yeah. No edits. I'm following no there.
1: I'm following everybody else. So, I
6: call it a director's cut.
1: Yes. Yeah, there you go for Christmas Merry you can have Christmas, a full episode <laughs> yeah, yeah Merry I Christmas everybody t-shirt.
3: <laughs> all right I'll see you guys online
1: thank you Merry yep. Christmas everybody hope you listen listening Christmas, again Merry funny. Christmas everyone Bye.
3: take care